Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. Episode 658 for July 5th, 2021. And on the show this week, I have Anthony. Hello. I have Drew. In 1776, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> what? Fourth of July. It's it's not 1776, Drew. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try to make a dumb joke and you just ruined it. So, thanks. so now I just look like an idiot. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. Uh, and we have the Wombat, too. On July 4th every year, we celebrate Leif Erikson discovering the New World in 1947. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that year either. 1947. Yeah, two years after the the World War. Two years after the world was at war. That makes sense. Maybe they didn't know that was the whole world yet. You don't know. For the That's right. Time. That's why they call it the New World. <laughs> wow. And then, and then, after the New World was established, Hulk Hogan came with the New World Order. <laughs> That's oh, right, brother. brother. Dude. We're, we're writing a new continuity here. <laughs> and I forgot so I was I, I booted up the Survivor Series of 91 92, the one with the big egg okay and I was watching that the other day and I was like god damn this shit was bad <laughs> yep that's um uh the one with the gobbledygooker that's uh, Survivor Series 90 I think yeah the Warriors yep Oh, yeah. Wow. Also, the debut of The Undertaker. Yeah, that's why I wanted Bobby. to watch it. Because I remember yeah, on the watching. Man's team. Yeah, I remember watching it. Entrant. And I was like, God damn. I know a significant amount more about early 90s WWE than I probably want to. What's funny is I do too, because I actually used to go to the live shows when they were in Cincinnati. What? Say what? I used to go to the live shows when they were in like Cincinnati. Man, I can't hear you. I don't know if it's my sound or what. That'll be your sound because I can hear him. Okay. All right, say it one more time. Something about Cincinnati's. All I, 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 I used to go to those live shows. I was a big fan. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I, I had a pair yeah. of the foam Leg- or, uh, Legion of Doom shoulder pads. Excellent. Yes. I was very proud nice. of those. I wore those at a show once. <laughs> anyway. That's tremendous. It is America's birthday. And we're recording a podcast about video games. 
We're going to talk about video games. We'll start off with Drew. You haven't been here in a while. You want to talk about video games? Sure. I can do that. Okay. I uh, I wrote a review. I sent it to you today, and I sent it in a weird way. Um, But, uh, yeah, I reviewed a game called Poison Control. Nice America. Yeah. So Poison Control is a weird game. And I don't mind it. It is a very simplistic third-person shooter that sometimes the hit detection's off. It is it is definitely a budget game, but it's never too difficult, so it doesn't get very frustrating. And there is a mechanic where you you're running around a map and you basically play as two characters. A person is being possessed by another person. That person can come out of the body and run around the battlefield. And there's like poison laying on the battlefield. Poison. Po- po- poison. That girl is poison. No it's driving me out of my mind. But, um. ABC. BBD. <laughs> That's a completely different song. Wrong I know, song. I know, but they're you know but they're talking about them. Remember they ABC? Are, they are the BBD referenced. Remember ABC BBD or ABC I one do. two three? Yep, another bad creation. Oh man! And Bell Biv DeVoe. Now you know. Yo, slick, blow. Take it back. Lots of lights and I'll glow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Robert Van Winkle. That's right. <laughs> I brought it back. <laughs> Slice like a ninja and cut like a razor blade. The DJ say, damn. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting game. So you're basically, you wake up in hell okay. uh, and um, you team up with not a demon. I don't know what she is. Um but uh, she is able to possess your body. Uh, in fact, you don't really have a body. You're just a skeleton. You don't know how you got there. You don't know what happened. Uh, but uh, each circle of hell is basically uh, different levels that represent people who are either alive or dead uh, and their um, struggles in life. So some of them are comical. And then there's one that sticks out in my head where it's a little girl who her dog died and she thinks that her dog went to heaven. So she thinks that if she can fill up heaven, they would have to release her dog. So she starts killing things. <laughs> and I'm what just like, wow, fuck? what? Yeah. What is this game guys? Um, and it, it's a strange premise and it's very unconventional but there's two things going for it that I think are absolutely phenomenal. The the presentation of this game feels like almost like a Persona game, how it's really stylized. Everything is pink and purple. It's weird. And the music is amazing. The music is some of the best soundtracks out there. It It is solid. Um... And honestly, with the presentation and some of the weird story stuff, really actually kept me going. 
Um, because it, 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 otherwise it's just a very simplistic third person shooter. Um, and that mechanic where you run around and clear poison because everywhere she steps, she can clear poison. And if you step in poison in the regular body, it damages you. So it's, it's a weird game. Uh, but I think it was okay. It's a budget title. It's thirty nine ninety nine, I believe. Um, it's on PS4 and switch played the PS4 version. And even on the PS4 version, there is some dicey frame rate in there. Um, it feels like a hyperdimension Neptunia game because it doesn't look very good. It looks like something you could play on PlayStation 3, but it chugs at certain points. And I'm just like, wow, this really shouldn't be happening. <laughs> but it does. So. Oh, well. Uh, but I, I am, uh, re- I have reviewed that. I sent it in to you. Um, I, I, I can I even can I speak about the big game that I am reviewing? I don't think so. I don't think it's out. Till... It's not. It's not out. But I think I've seen people make tons of videos about this game. Oh, did I not send you? You probably did, and I'm just ignoring it. Well, that's helpful. But hang on, hang on. I, I got the email right here. It's Monster Hunter Stories 2, right? Yes, yes. All right, so embargo details. Review lists on July 7th at 8 a.m. All guide and walkthrough content are straight to I don't think we should 9th. read the embargo email on the air. Okay, yeah, well. Probably not. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, well, whatever. Oh, I am. I am reviewing Monster Hunter Stories two uh, on the Switch. Switch. Um, and I've been playing that for a while now. So, yeah, um, there's a demo out there. I know people have yes. played it. Yeah, there is a demo, and uh, any um, progress you make in the demo will be transferred over to the full game if you so purchase it. Oh, fancy! Yeah. Um. And I played a lot of Monster Hunter Rise while on vacation. Um, they released the, the the big title update that added the 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 official ending to the game. Um, that game is is still phenomenal. It's it is it's better than World. It really is. Um. Good to see Monster Hunter get its due after all these years. Uh, it got its due with Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World was well, I fantastic. Meant, I meant from like the PSP days and you know back when it was yeah. kind of a niche thing and nobody knew what it was. And yeah, ever since I mean, World, this... it seems to have come into its own, which is cool. I mean, isn't isn't Monster Hunter like the second most popular Capcom game aside from Resident Evil now? I think it's the first. Is it? It might have passed Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, I think I think World passed a lot of Resident Evil stuff. I don't think they, uh, Village passed World okay. in terms of sales. Yep. But yeah, my Monster Hunter Rise, man, that is a fantastic game that, I mean, anybody can really get into. Anybody can. It, they, they have made it so accessible. I mean, you say that as a Monster Hunter player, but people said the same thing about World, and I couldn't get into that for shit. The only reason why you really didn't get into it was because you didn't like how you had to watch the cutscenes before you could actually join with other people. Well, that was the start of it, but even when I went off and played by myself, I couldn't. 
I just really did not dig what it was. I didn't pick up what he was throwing down. Okay. All right. Maybe you just didn't choose the right weapon. You sound like that guy that's like, you got to play Final Fantasy for 47 hours before it gets good. I mean, you can pick a different weapon anytime you want to. Well, I understand that. I played with all yeah, of them I'm, in the I'm training room. It doesn't matter what weapon it is. I don't like it. It's just not. It's not a game I enjoy. I don't like the loop. It just doesn't click. Doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means I don't really care for it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Come uh, on, Drew. You know you know this argument before. How many people have we told to play Overwatch and they're like, I can't get into this? Oh, that's true. That's true. And dude, I've dropped off Overwatch hard. I haven't played Overwatch in probably three weeks, four weeks. I can't. I can't begin to tell you how awesome it is to have chat on the console now. <sighs> Oh God! Does it even show that? Yeah, because it's crossplay, Drew. So you can see people chatting to you, but you can't chat back. Well, you can. Uh, they've added the uh, the ability to bring up the chat window now, and you can type if you want. Wow, that'd just be a nightmare. <laughs> well, I mean, Xbox supports keyboard, so you could just use a keyboard if you really wanted to talk to these people. No, I don't want to talk to these horrible, horrible people. Yeah, I I just, it's more like an entertainment to me to watch everybody blame everybody else when you're yeah. playing a game. That's, that's, yeah, because the only people playing Overwatch now is just really, really toxic people. There are definitely, although I did, I did have a very uh, uh, pleasant experience where we got into a match and somebody said, I need a hug and somebody else gave him a hug and I was like, oh, that's sweet. That's the only. That's the only time that happened. You you occasionally get the 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 fun banter, but most of the time it's just like, you know, Reinhardt, you suck. I think I think the most popular comment that I see now is when we lose or when we win is seeing easy. Yeah, GG easy. GG easy tank diff. LOL. <laughs> I'm just like okay. Whatever, and dude. There's always, there's always that one guy who just types in, I'm throwing. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I had a match last night where in the second half, they're like, if if your group stays DPS, I'm going to jump off the map. And then he proceeded to jump off the map over and over and over again. That's why I don't play anymore. They don't tell you. <clears throat> so, interesting thing, they don't tell you. They tell you who's a cross-play. Like, if you go to the social menu, it'll show you who's on your machine. Like a little Xbox logo. But if it's cross-play, it'll just show a cross. And it won't tell you what they are. So I have no idea if I'm playing against PC, PlayStation, or Switch players. It just puts a logo saying they are cross-playing. So I I would assume you would recognize the PC players within about five seconds. Yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely tell. I had one of them trolling me last night on Moira, and then I just smoked his ass and just kind of laughed at him because he thought he was so much better. But then he got whomped. So. So. Come at me, bro, with my controller. Yeah, I mean, I've always played with controller. You want to play PC? Yeah, but that's that's your problem. It really wasn't my problem. I did pretty well. But um, yeah, I uh, trying to think if there's anything else. I, I don't. I there is another game that I am reviewing. Um, but 
I've put maybe four hours into it, and I think whatever I talk about will just bore everybody. It must be Mech Warrior. It's Mech Warrior. <laughs> that and that's that's not because I'm bored with the game. It's that if I try to describe this game to people who aren't actually playing it, you'd be like, "Wow, this just sounds boring." But it's not. I mean, mech simulations always sound boring on paper. It does. It does. Uh, and this one, oh boy, there's a lot. I mean, it's Mech Warrior. <laughs> we expect. I've never played a Mech Warrior game before. They are, yeah, they are kind of what Armored Core wanted to be, but Armored Core was like a light version of Mech Warrior. Yeah, yeah. This is this is. Uh, not you mech have. Assault. What's that? I said it's not Mech Assault. No, no. Mech Assault is just like, hey, let's play some action mech games. That's not what this yeah. is. This is, you have to maintain your mechs. You also have to upkeep your base. So at the end of every month, you have to pay. And if you don't have enough money, people get mad at you. I mean, I'd be mad if you didn't pay for your mech. Yeah, and then you also have to worry about getting damaged, so you need to buy insurance policies for your mech. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, it, it really is. Uh, but not to say I'm not enjoying my time with it, because I still I find it very intriguing. And the combat's okay. It takes a lot of getting used to, because you actually control the upper part of the body and the legs with different control sticks. Yeah, it's pretty standard for like a mech style game. You said this is your your first Mech Warrior, Drew. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to hearing further feedback from you on it if you play more of it. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm reviewing it, so I will play oh, some okay. more of it. I just I like I'm I'm been behind, dude. I've had poison control for two months. I I I have slowly fallen apart. But uh, I'm I'm trying to put myself back together. That makes two of us. Yep. Yep. Um. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm working on it. Uh, I, I I want to get Monster Hunter Stories two out first because I got it before it came out, and I'm going to try to get that review done before the embargo. And I have put a lot of time into Monster Hunters Monster Hunter Stories two, so. I can't talk about it, which is the one game I played the most of, probably. Oh. Uh, I, I do have to mention, because I, 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 I need to do an update. Um, Phoenix Down. Uh, we finished uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. What a fantastic game. Yep. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with that game. The last three hours of that game were rushed as shit. But the exploration and the just 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 roaming around and discovering things, I haven't had that much fun in an open world game in years. Yeah, it's one of the better one of the better open world games for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like Bayek a lot. Um, he was a he was a pretty fun character. Um, His story's really good. His story's one of my favorite of the prota- protagonists. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you do the thing where you go around and and collect the um, 
I can't remember what they're called, but where you look at the stars. Yes, I got all those. Yeah, that's a really, a really important character piece hidden behind that sort of, uh, not hidden, but included in that uh, quest. So. so that's actually what happened. So at the beginning of the game, you start out in Siwa, and then you yep. move to Alexandria. Well, when you first ride into Alexandria, you know, you come over the come over the sand dunes and you have that big aha moment. There's the there's the pyramids to the right, there's the city of Alexandria. It's like this big open, you know, this is this is Assassin's Creed kind of thing. Yep. Well, I went to Alexandria and the next day I was like, I'm gonna go to those pyramids. So <laughs> I went to the pyramids and I climbed them. Just so happened when I landed, I ran into the Sphinx. So I was like, okay, and there's the Sphinx. And and then uh, I went around to the back of it, and oh, there's a little hidden area right there where you can go inside the Sphinx. And I found this tomb that leads to this giant map that has the constellations on it. And I was like, okay, I know what you guys are wanting me to do. I then proceeded to not do any story missions for about seven hours and went and found every constellation. Because I want to know what happens in this room. I then unlocked what happens in this room. It opens up to another bigger room. And I have to get this this currency. I can't remember what it was called. But it was a currency that you only find in tombs. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. But um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I then proceeded to do probably about 30 tombs and get 50 of this currency. And I got the, 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 well, I got the armor that you get out of that. Uh, yeah. And I was so proud of myself because I did all that. And then I realized the armor does nothing. And I was like, well, that really just pulled the wind out of myself. <laughs> yeah. You could at least like, you know, make it to where anything you you don't take fall damage anymore that wouldn't break the game really well yeah especially considering in the next two assassins creeds they already have skills that prevent you from taking fall damage exactly so there you go we could just you know just give me a little perk just something rather than just say okay well you got some cool glowy armor now all right well there's uh the so in Final Fantasy 15, which the only reason why I bring it up is because I was thinking that's what you were talking about. Because no, I, I, I did that. I did that later. <laughs> um, there is a an extra dungeon, like once you finish the game, and it is extremely hard to get to. You, you, your car. Spoiler, I guess for a what seven year old game now. Nobody cares. The car after the yeah exactly car after this you're done the game you do a mission and you can turn the car. Into a plane, basically. Yes. You yeah. fly around. Landing it is extremely difficult. If you land it in a specific area, there is a special dungeon that is just platforming, which the game is not built for. And once you finish, it just gives you auto dodge. That's it. Sweet. And it's a, it's a it's a thing you have to equip, and it uses magic still. And it's you're just like well. At least the dungeon was cool, I guess. <laughs> it's not always about the destination, y'all. Sometimes it's about the journey. Yeah. I guess. And I had a ball just, you know, 
getting going through the tombs and doing all of them and just discovering stuff. That game looks amazing and it plays great. I just the story was okay, um, but I still like like I said it on the last Phoenix Down. I feel like the last three hours they just shoved a whole bunch of exposition in there and just said, "All right, we're ending it." Yeah, I agree with that. And I was like, okay, well, I guess, all right. You know, I, I don't want to spoil anything at the end, but I kind of saw that coming. <clears throat> as soon as they introduced that character, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. We're, 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 we're going to kill that man. All and right. we did. What else going on? Anything else? I think that's about it. We're, we're now moving on to Yakuza 2. Uh, particularly Yakuza Kiwami 2. Mm. And I did not know this. Yakuza Kiwami 2 is based off of Yakuza 6's engine. Mm -hmm. And holy crap, does that game look great. Yep. Also, holy crap, does that game play way better than the original Yakuza. Oh, absolutely. And then <laughs> what's funny is if you play them in order now, like you're like, wow, zero plays good. Whoa, one plays good. Two plays better. Three, four, and five kind of play like ass. Again, yeah, I'm I'm preparing myself for that. Yep. And then you get back to six, and you're like, oh, it's good again. Yep. And I guess Judgment feels like six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Judgment okay. is built on the six engine, too, I think. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's it. We'll move uh, on to... Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. All right. Move on to Anthony. Okay, yeah. So other than stuff that I'm, I am behind on reviewing, um, I have played... I, going on, uh, so I had my friend start up um, uh, Bowser's Fury because I was over at his house, and uh, we were like, "I'm like, wait, that's right, there's co-op. Let's do that." Boy, that co-op mode just breaks that in game. Yeah, it becomes way too easy. I'm like, I'm gonna back out now because like that that should have not taken like less than twenty minutes to complete. Um, so that's a thing. Uh. I I bought Alex Kid. I did too. Here, here's a, well, I don't know why you did. I grew I, up playing it. Like Alex play, Kid you, not... you grew up playing it. You think I wasn't alive when that game came out? Did you own a Master System? Yeah, I did. Oh well, then fuck you. Okay, <laughs> so then you know the pain. Yeah, so that game was not. So I don't. I don't know who needs to hear this, but Alex Kid was. Miracle World was never a very good game. Like it was, it was okay, but it was never Mario. Well, no, it it wasn't. It was, it was their it was attempt. Their, yeah, it was their cheap knockoff that didn't work. I mean, they had plenty of those that they tried many yeah. times. I I like Alex Kidd as a character. As a friend. The best. <laughs> the the best. The best game is Alex Kidd and Shinobi World. Land. Shinobi Land? Well, I don't know. Who gives a shit? The, the one that should have been uh, a Shinobi game, and then that last minute they made it Alex Kidd for some fucking reason. Um, so there's been a lot of stuff where they're like, well, this is based off of the PAL 50 Hertz version and this remake. And it, the remake is very pretty, but uh, the problem is is that uh, it plays like Alex Kidd in Miracle World. <laughs> I don't know what people are expecting. It, this game kind of sucks. Like, I only picked it up because I have nostalgia for it, and you can turn infinite lives on, and that's how you should play the game. But it's not good. It's not like, uh, 
It's not Dragon's Trap, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, Dragon's Trap was the game I would return to frequently uh, that wasn't, like, just, you know, racing or other stuff. But it's like, this is not the game that I think people were expecting it to be. It's not great. Like, it was never going to be great. And it's kind it's kind of disappointing that they didn't change the game enough that it plays like the old version of Alex Kidd. Well, I mean, that's why if they changed it, people would be like, it's not Alex Kidd. But there is a classic mode. Like, that's the thing. So they re... It the, doesn't, you, it, you know how people forth. are? They don't care. Even if there's an easy mode in Dark Souls, so, they still get pissed. That is true. So, so once you finish the game, you can unlock classic mode, which the devs... It's not a port. It is a remaking of the Alex Kid with the original graphics in the engine. But at any time during the main game, you can just switch the graphics over to an old style. Now there are some changes. But, like, what, a, what an unnecessary inclusion. Like, look, it's, I don't feel scammed by it because I knew what I was getting, you know? But, like, I I don't see this selling well. I, I used nice... a $10 off coupon on mine with my Xbox reward points, so I got it for $8. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the price you should pay. Yeah, I I I'm not disappointed. my physical copy. I did not, I was not disappointed that I spent $8 on this game after no, I played it. No, this is a... This is an $8 game. Like, this is a $10 game. Like, that's kind of where the price should be. Um, it's a difficult, almost unfair, com- completely unfair game at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Alex Kid has always been. Uh, the stupid rock, paper, scissors thing is a neat concept, but boy, it's dumb. <laughs> it's executed poorly. Um... And the fact that you can just get it wrong and die and be sent back to the beginning of a level never, ever felt good. Um, the best way to play Alex Kid is the Sega Ages version on Switch. But if you're like me and you have nostalgia, like me and Ken, and you have nostalgia for the Master System and some of the crap that was on it, like, hey, this is, this is right up your alley. Um, the Switch physical version... When you, uh, you can flip it inside out and it has, like, the original Master System artwork on it. Oh, you mean the grid paper? The grid paper. <laughs> and the, the Dragon's Trap, uh, from Limited Run and Nicholas both had that as well, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a game. Um. It is. The other thing I've been playing, and it was because I, I don't know why, but I, I, need, I had the itch to play a card game. Um, and I mean a real card game, not like uh, this is a video game that has cards. Um, I picked up Yu-Gi-Oh on the Switch. Yeah, I went right back into Yu-Gi-Oh um, very quickly. Um, it's an interesting concept because the the last Yu-Gi-Oh game, I guess the only other Yu-Gi-Oh game I played was uh, Nightmare Troubadour, which is a terrible name, on DS. And that was a really well done rendition of the physical card game. Uh, this is a very well done version of that as well, but they have you going through the plot of the shows, which, I mean, I didn't even watch all of the original series, but boy, there's like seven, I think, anime series. 
And you can go through and you can play with the deck that the character has at the time of the show, which they're actually not correct because some of the cards that are in those decks are from much later sets. Um, but they're they're close. Um, and then you can also play those same matches with your own deck, which you have to buy card packs in-game, but it's with in-game currency from winning battles or doing well even though you lost. And then what's interesting is once I got done with a battle, uh, it allows me to play the inverse of that battle, so I play as the opponent with their deck. And there's one where there's nobody... I think Drew would be the only one that may may have played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm going to take it as a no, right, Drew? No, I have never yeah. played Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Sun collects the cards, but we have never played. But I am going to send you away to the Shadow Realm. Okay, so you know enough. <laughs> um, so, God, okay. Um, early on, there was a set of cards called Exodia, and it was five cards, and it was like the right arm, the left arm, the left leg, the right leg, and then the head. And if you got all five cards in your hand, you won the game. That sounds cheap, but that was that was it. Um, and you could only have one of each card in your deck, so it wasn't like you could stack three of each card. Um, and I have seen that more times from the computer than I have ever seen it anywhere else. Not that, not just because they are rare cards, but like the computers seem to stack the deck in a way. And I like I was doing the same. I had I had played with that deck previously, and I could not get all the cards in my hand. Um, and the the computer just seemed to have the most extraordinary luck, and would get all five cards. And it plays this like CG where the monster steps out of a portal and then punches the screen, and it says, "You lost." Because I'm like, "Fuck yourself! This is this is such bullshit." Um. And it happened like, probably like uh, I went through that battle like twelve times, and I think it happened at least a third, third of the time playing. Um, but that it'll be interesting to play the later shows because right now I'm playing kind of. I I, I played early on back when I was a kid, um, and as the game progressed, it had the card game equivalency of feature creep so newer cards rendered older cards completely useless but then they would also bring new cards that did the same thing as old cards but those old cards were banned and there was so much going on that at one point matches could take an hour and now they've sped it up so it shouldn't take that long and I've not played Yu-Gi-Oh in close to a decade if not longer so I'm interested to see what happens later on, but I'm still in the early phases of the first anime, the one that I actually watched growing up. So that's it for me. All right. Well, I killed the conversation with Yu-Gi-Oh, which I, I understand completely. I'm pretty sure Wombat and I have bad feelings about Yu-Gi-Oh because we worked during the hype of the cards. Yeah. Oh, let me know. Like, you gotta tell me a story now, because I... Well, I mean, it's the same It's the same story as the Pokemon cards. You'd you'd get the kids coming in with their parents, and, like, 
they would they would be like hovering for when shipments came in because those things would sell out within like seconds. Yes, it's that you know it's funny because I never obviously I started working retail when I was sixteen, so that's thirteen years ago, and I don't think I had anything like that that was. You know, I had Wii's. I did the Wii sale. That was rough. But, like, you know, I guess Amiibos, that's kind of the close, closest thing I and could you, think of. You missed out on the... You you were born just a little too late to to enjoy the the, uh, the years of stuff like NSYNC and Hanson and no, all of those things. No, Hanson was always... Hanson... I don't know if Hanson ever was as big up here as it was in the States. They were big, but not... But NSYNC and Backstreet Boys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. All the girls talked about it at school. Yeah, I mean, we we had people swarm our UPS driver's truck uh, when the Hanson CD came out and, like, try to get in the back and, like, in the back trying to grab boxes full of stuff and... Yeah, it was a mess. I give you. Then I know, I worked the Halo Two launch, which uh, oh man, I remember that was the largest crowd that I remember seeing. Yeah, the Halo Two launch was big. I'll give you one fun retail story, Anthony, and it it revolves around the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Oh no! So I was working at the time. It was um, it was Electronics Botecue, as I like to call it. <laughs> And I was working. I don't know if you ever met him or worked with him, Ryan, but Ed, the ponytail guy with the glasses. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So it was me and him working the Ocarina of Time launch, and it was the gold cartridges. And this lady came in to buy it for her son, and she didn't have pre order, so obviously we didn't have any. We didn't even have enough for the pre orders. But we had the boxes on the shelf to promote it. So she got an argument with Ed, and they were, like, screaming at each other. And finally, she picked up the box and wung it at him. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and he, like, That's ducked tremendous. and, like, started moving towards her like he was going to hit her. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's tremendous. <laughs> my, 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 my favorite thing about just all of my experience in retail is that it's hard to find someone who ever worked retail that doesn't have at least one. Hey, remember when that person took a shit in the floor <laughs> story? Um, I have, I have story. Yeah. The shit. I'm pretty sure you've told the one where you worked at the grocery store, Drew. Yeah. Yes. I, I've heard the yes. grocery store story. Yep. Yep. Well, I have actually been a part of two of those yeah. stories. One at when I worked at FYE and someone took a shit in the floor. And one when my wife worked at Family Christian, and we went there just to visit one day, and this little kid started crying, and we couldn't figure out why the kid was crying. The kid's mom, like, very quickly whisked them out of the store, and as they were whisking them out of the store, the largest human turd I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life comes out of this kid's uh, pant leg. <laughs> what, was, what was the name we gave to the guy that smelled like... Like would Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete would like he yeah. would walk in the store and you knew he was there because the store was just full of body odor. Yeah, uh, from the back room. Yeah. It like a... it it wasn't even like every single time. Oh yeah, it wasn't a one time thing. Like 
Dude was a yeah, regular. I don't know that he had a shower. I don't know that he had a shower. Ever in his life. <laughs> he would walk I in. You meant just not have a shower. I mean, you know how big, you know how big like a, a GameStop is, like a store. Like yeah. imagine as soon as that dude walks in from the front of the store to the back of the stock room, you could smell him. Ooh. Yeah. There was there was the guy that came to my Zellers back when that was a thing in Canada. And um never never had him come to electronics, but like his hair was matted almost to his head, like flat yeah, padded bad. down like out of grease almost and sweat. And he had terrible ear and nose hair and he just reeked all the time. But he was like dressed nice, like clean clothes and everything. I'm like, dude, like trim your nose hairs. Smell what I'm <laughs> smelling. <laughs> Holy shit. That's why he never could notice that he smelled because his nose hairs were too oh, thick. They were blocking his man. receptors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got built-in filters. Yeah, just glad I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, My, so oh, one, one last one last thing. I may have told the story before, but I'm going to tell it again. If even if I have, um, just like Joe DiMaggio, right? Pretend that everybody out in the audience it's their first time watching you. Um, so the. Uh, my friend owned a local game store that we all worked at and he was a terrible businessman, but a very humorous individual. And he told multiple children came in asking for Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And when he didn't want to deal with them, he would just say, Oh yeah, they actually sell them at the dominoes across the street. Um, and he would, make the kids go across the street to the dominoes and then realize that they of course didn't have the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And then when he, they would come back, he would lock the door so they couldn't get in. No. <laughs> or he would say something along the lines of, Oh yeah, we've actually got a promotion running with the Chinese restaurant across the street. So we gave them all our Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, you got to go across the street and get them there. And then they would go uh, across the street and come back I, and you would lock them out of the store. The only, the only, Memories I have of just quickly of of trouble getting trading cards was that at one point Walmart only sold their like Yu-Gi-Oh cards at their layaway, which is how I learned about layaway. For some reason, that was where they kept all their Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, and the other thing was is that when Pokemon was really big, and this is around the time Gold and Silver came out, because it was like the new set of cards, we had to go to a comic book store. And I'll name it Phoenix Rising. Um, and that comic book store will ban you if you go to another comic book store. That's very flea market. That's flea market behavior right there. I, 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 I guarantee I, that that, that I guarantee <laughs> that that comic book store has a, a location in whatever the Canadian equivalent of a flea market is. They're called flea markets. Okay, good. <laughs> Should be yeah. called dirt malls. Dirt malls. <laughs> All right, uh, Wombat, video games? Uh, yeah, some. Um, so I uh, I got my Series X. Hey, look at you. Yeah, so that showed up, and I very quickly... <laughs> what? Well, you said that. Yeah, it showed up. Yeah, so um, I very quickly... So let me let me preface. We have an Xbox One that I have not played in probably two years. Um, 
because my son plays all his stuff on that machine. Like that's that's when he's playing games, that's what he's playing them on usually. So um, I haven't really messed with my Xbox in years. And um, so I very quickly realized that all of my son's stuff, all of his Fortnite skins, all of the stuff he's ever bought with any gift card he ever got in the last three years uh, is all on my profile. And um, you can't play games under the same profile on two different Xboxes at the same time. Um, so I had to, thanks to Ken, Ken helped me figure it out. Um, I had to create a brand new profile. So, um, I have a brand new Xbox live profile now. Um, and I, I was able to make my new series X, my home console so that I can access all of my stuff, even though I'm not logged in with my profile and my son can keep using my profile, which is now his profile. On uh, the Xbox upstairs, so my son inherited my, I don't know, gamer 70, yeah, seventy thousand gamer score or whatever it is, uh, count, and I have a brand new one with a twenty gamer score. Ooh, I don't think it's you, thirty now. You are I just unlocked. Yeah, there you go. What, what was the first game you played? Uh, the first game I played was the game that I was waiting on the Xbox One to play, which is Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, it, I told you it was bad. Too. Um. I and here's the thing. Like, it's ultra disappointing to me. I talked about last week. I'm a huge fan of the Dritz books. Um. Specifically, I love the fact that this game takes place um right after the Crystal Shard. Um. And uh, is basically like an in-between story between the Silver Shard and Streams of Silver, which are the the technically the first two books. Although after some more books were written, they ended up being fourth and fifth in the sort of canon. Um, and so, if I approach this game as just a free Dritz game, then it's fun. Um, it's not fun to play. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's got the characters that I like in it, and the environments look awesome. Um, and some of the enemy designs are really good. Uh, I like the design. Generally speaking, I like the design of the companions, too. They all look good. Um, but, man, I mean, Dritz is supposed to be the most agile fighter and swordsman in the land. And he does not play agile. <laughs> um, it's like he controls like a tank. They, um, they all do, to be fair. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, it would be some of the other characters, it would be a little better, I think. Or it would it'd be easier to understand if they controlled that way. But Dritz launching into a combo and missing everyone. Um, because you have to aim right at somebody to be able to attack them. It's especially troublesome, I think, coming off of Assassin's Creed, because the combat in Assassin's Creed is pretty smooth in that sense. And I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I never had trouble not hitting what I was trying to hit in Assassin's Creed. Um, 
Whereas this game, I feel like I'm constantly swinging and going on these wild combos right past everybody. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's a six out of 10 game that probably gets boosted to a seven out of 10 for me because I have so much reverence for the characters and the setting and the story. Um, but, um, so yeah, I played, I played a decent amount of that. I played, uh, MLB the show 21, which I had not yet played. Uh, but it's free on game pass. So, uh, and it's good. It's MLB the show 21. Um, the, um, it's, I, I, I'm, I don't know that I'm a fan of the Shohei Otani effect where you basically have to start road to the show as a two-way player, whether you want to or not. Um, I mean, even if you answer the questions along the way, like, no, I'd really rather just be a position player. They're still like, well, why don't you pitch for us at least once? Um, I don't like how they handled placement in anything in this new game. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan and it's it's easy for me to make a comparison year over year because I still play 20. Um and so it's um it's not I mean it's great for Xbox players because they've never had a chance to play it before. Um uh, but for somebody who spent a lot of time in 20, it's really not much of an upgrade. Um and in some ways I feel like it's not quite as good. Um I don't like the main menu as much as I like the previous. Um, I don't like the whole loadout system. I I think it's weird, and I think it's shoehorned in there just to give you an opportunity to be a two-way player. I think if they wanted to give your character the ability to be a two-way player... So, like, in in 20, you picked an archetype. Yeah. Um, and you pick an archetype in this one too, but it's, it's weird. It's, it's like more, you can switch archetypes easily, which isn't, it's not that way in the, in 20. So you pick the kind of player you want to be, like if you want to be a slugger or if you want to be, a um, uh, like a, um, defensive specialist or, or you want to be kind of a slap hitter, you can pick that archetype. If they had done like an archetype that was two way player and it gave you some benefits but also some negatives and you could play as a pitcher and a position player, um, I think that would be better than shoehorning everybody into starting as a two way player. And I know where they're coming from with that because most high school players are two way players. Um, but the reality is just not that most minor league players come in as two way players. Um, so I don't know. It's it's just a little weird. Um, but other than that, it, it plays just like the just like last year's. Um, so uh, with some added animations, I saw an animation this year that I hadn't seen in the the previous games, where I hit a comebacker to the pitcher, and it was to his throwing hand, not his glove hand, and so he spun around backwards and caught it, um, which I I have not seen that animation previously. So. Um, I'm sure there's some new animations and stuff. When I first started playing it, I was like, man, this Xbox Series X version looks worse than the PlayStation 4 version playing on my PlayStation 5. Um, but then I realized I had my Xbox hooked into a port on my TV that doesn't support H- HDR. Um, to my world, that's exactly yeah. what I did. And I talked to Ken, I said, this looks like garbage. And he's like, you need to plug it into the right port. Yeah. So I, I had to plug it into the HDR port on my TV, and, and then it started looking better. Um, 
Um, what else did I play? I started thinking about playing Forza Horizon, but then I, that's where I noticed the H- HDR issue because it came up and said HDR not supported. And I was like, what the? Yes, it is. Um, and so that's when I started trying to fix that problem. And so in the process of trying to fix that problem, I ran out of time to actually um, play anything else. So, uh, but I, I downloaded um, some games that were on Game Pass that I just knew I would eventually want to go back to that I hadn't bought on PlayStation. Um, and again, I'm you know I'm a good two to three years out from playing consistently on Xbox. So there's a lot of Game Pass stuff that's like, oh yeah, I'm glad it's there, but I don't really play on that system, so it doesn't really make much difference to me unless it's a game that my son wants to play. Um, so like I, I downloaded um, GTA V because I haven't played that game since the 360. Um, I downloaded uh, Skyrim. Just I've got that on my PlayStation 5, but I wanted to just uh, compare it on Series X since it's free. I figured why not. Um, I downloaded MechWarrior 5, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, and then I pre-downloaded the the actual stuff that I bought the system for, um, like Psychonauts and Flight Simulator and um, uh, Halo. Not Halo. Um, what what else is coming out in the next couple of months that I pre-downloaded? Uh, hold on, I'll tell you. I'll say there was quite a few that went up after E3. I know The Ascent was one of them. Uh, Hades, I pre-downloaded. Yeah, Hades. Hades um, is so fucking good, man. You're going to have a good time with that. Yeah, I'm excited to play that. Um, but then, like, I, other than that, I, I downloaded just some stuff that was free, either on EA Access or, or Game Pass, that I had wanted to play. Uh, Rory McElroy, I downloaded. Um, I re-downloaded Elite Dangerous um, so that I could I could play that. Um, Ori and the uh, Will of the Wisps, because I, I hadn't played that. So, um you know, so, some stuff that I was waiting on the system for, you know, some sports, uh, t- NBA 2K1, which I own, or 2K21, which I owned, uh, but didn't own on PS5, so I haven't actually played the next, next-gen version of it yet. Oh, the Game Pass version uh, is not next-gen. I know, but I own the next-gen version. Oh, so okay, that's right, that's right. The next-gen yeah, because yeah, I reviewed it, so, um, and, um... Yeah, so we'll you know play some stuff on there. Um, uh, I'm I'm anxiously awaiting. Really, Flight Simulator is the the game that I is when I saw that it was a July release, I was like, okay, I need to focus my attention on getting a system. Um, so that's what I did. Well, now and, you have uh, both, so you're fancy. Now, now I have both, so I'm I'm bougie. Yeah, and um, uh, I'll be able to um fight the console war on both fronts (laughs) yeah the the important wars yeah right exactly um so yeah that's um that's really it i haven't played um i haven't played much other than that um at least i don't think i have let me think for just a half a second um oh i played more Game Builder Garage, which speaking of reviews that are owed, I still owe Ken a review on. Um, and uh, I'm still really digging what that game is. Um, and I think as long as you know what it is and what it isn't, it's uh, it's pretty enjoyable. So, um, but that other than that is uh, is all I played. All right. 
well, I'll wrap this up as quickly as I can. Uh, I, I forgot last week um, that I did get to check out a preview version of that Hot Wheels game coming out this fall. Um, that game is really good. Uh, it's made by Millstone, who makes like a lot of the MotoGP, and they made Gravel and a couple. They're basically a racing game studio. Um, the Hot Wheels game is pretty much what kind of what you expect. It's an arcade racer, um, lots of orange tracks because you know Hot Wheels, the orange tracks. Uh, the controls feel really good though. It reminds me a lot of like a Mario Kart style racing game uh, without weapons, uh, sadly. Um, my biggest gripe with with the preview version is that like there, while there was quite a few tracks, I didn't really see like some crazy Hot Wheel stuff going on. I was hoping for more like Forza Horizons Hot Wheels expansion where you're doing like jumping through flaming hoops and driving past dinosaurs and stuff like that. So maybe that's in the final version. Um, but as far as the way it plays, it plays really well. Um, Anthony, I finally did find MacBat and I bought it and I played through like, I think the first like six levels or something like that. And I was kind of expecting a little more of a platformer, a little less of like puzzle rooms. Oh, my bad. Uh, so because <laughs> I kind of thought it was going to be like a like a budget banjo kazooie or something, but it's ah, like... uh, I could have told you. You there is a you can unlock um once you're done, you can unlock QE sixty four, which plays more like banjo kazooie. Yeah, I um, keep seeing the mention the of Kiwi in there. Well, you'll see Kiwi sitting around, so yeah, th- that does unlock. Um, yeah, it's very referential. I, I, I like. I, I mean, it was three dollars, so I'm not. That's exactly it. Like, yeah, if it had been a dollar more, I would have been like, don't, don't avoid that shit. Like, like the plague. But it's like, you know, it references a bunch of old stuff. Uh, did you did you meet the uh, monkey in the one stage? Yes, I did. That talks. I. Th- I think so. It was like the second it, stage, right? It's a uh, it's the jungle level that looks right like they stole the assets out of Donkey Kong sixty four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. So, did you meet the monkey up there? It's the only character that like has actual speech. Oh, like actually. To, oh, I thought you just meant like dialogue. Maybe I didn't because uh, the only characters I've talked to, they've talked to me, but it's all been like text bubbles. Yes, this one will actually talk, and it's Grant Kirkhope. Oh, okay. Doing the voice acting. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to go back and find that. Um, it, I, don't, that I don't hate the game. It's just... No, it's not like... It was more for like, oh my god, I can't believe they're referencing this. Yeah. Like, it... That's kind of how I felt about it all. Like, Because um, every level is almost referencing something else completely. So... Yeah, I, yeah. it's for, for 2 $3, it's fine. I'm, I'm not going to complain too much about it. Uh, I just thought it was something different. I don't hate it. I just... It's fine. Um, I jumped into Greedfall because the patch is out for the... I love that game. Series X. Um, does that game ever... Like, is there a way to make it control better? Like, I don't know what you mean by control better. So, I've noticed... And, and I kind of did a search on it because it, it was kind of bugging me. Like, when you're moving the character... Like, if you do a turn to the left or the right, they stop running for a second, and it just feels awkward. You know what it, you know what it reminded me of? 
The Witcher before the patch? Before the patch. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. No, that's 100% accurate. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing that's driving me crazy. Outside of that, I'm enjoying the game. Um, Welcome to Spiders, man. <laughs> it doesn't... Yeah. De- it like It's weird because the patch comes in, and I know, Ryan, you can't tell, um, but... The, the the fidelity mode is 30 frames a second when I first booted up I'm like this is the same fucking game I don't what are you talking about this feels the same and then I had to go into the options menu and I switched it to performance and then I went back into the game and it still felt I was like is this broken and I was like oh you have to hit like the save options button because you know games don't just save the fucking options yeah. does it yeah. go to what 120 or just 60 it just goes to 60 um, I got you. the original game struggled to stay at 30 <laughs> Yeah, right. so, it did for sure. Uh, but now it's a it's a buttery sixty, and it feels so much better. Um, I've actually made it off the main island. I'm onto the the big crazy open. Me. Yeah, I'm on the big crazy open world island now, and I think I'm about two hours in, and I, I'm enjoying it. I've just got to really get myself accustomed to that movement because I I don't I didn't like it in Witcher. I don't like it here. I, I don't know. Yeah, why. it's a it's a different kind of. Um... It's a different kind of game, too. Um, but no, I, no I, yeah, I'm not worried about like what kind of game it is. I'm just talking about the movement of the character. Yeah. So. yeah. But yeah, I... I the game ahead. reminded me of um, the Piranha Byte series. Um, Gothic. Risen? Risen. Oh, yeah, Risen. Oh, yep. Risen, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, I'm it's got that kind of, of so. Yeah, it's got that kind of uh, feel to it, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Risen 2 was Pirates. Yeah, Risen Two yeah. is probably oh, the best out of all of them. It's yeah. really, it's really kind of shitty that they didn't give the upgrade to the PS Plus version. Yeah, I agree. Because I agree. You know, I mean, if you're going to give that game away and you want people to play it on their new system, yeah. I mean, that seems to be the going trend. Yeah, PS Plus stuff. I heard the Doom Eternal stuff was real bad for like the upgrading and then transferring your save and all that stuff over. I've heard it's like real bad. Why is this an issue? I don't get it. Because they didn't build it that way. They didn't, you know, right. people making fun of smart delivery and all that stuff. And I mean, now they're paying the price of that of not Sony. I don't think initially wanted, I, I don't even know that they wanted backwards compatibility. I feel like they felt like they were forced to, at least with the PS4. So, and they sure as hell didn't want to give you free upgrades. Right. So, the fact that some of these companies are means they're having to work a way around giving those upgrades. And the Final Fantasy one was pain in the ass because I had to upload a save within the old game, which if I, like Spider-Man, if I hadn't had it already downloaded, I'd have had to download it again, upload the save, download the new version, download the save. Yep. It sucks. What a nightmare. It, it is. It it absolutely sucks when you get your PS5, Drew, and if you do an upgrade, you're going to be mad. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I don't know when I'm going to get one. Yeah, they are hard to get. Probably yeah, two yeah, years from now. They're definitely not easy to find. Um, I did, uh, speaking of the PS5, I did boot up the Ratchet. They at, Insomniac, man, if if you had to pick the biggest steal, it would be Sony buying Insomniac. Oh, for sure. Because those dudes are wizards. So not only did they upgrade Spider-Man Miles Morales to make the ray tracing higher resolution... This week, they also put in 120 hertz, mo- 120 hertz mode into Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And holy shit. That game, 
it's like I played through the whole thing in 4K fidelity, 30 frames a second, and it looked amazing. Then they patched it for 60 frames per second with the ray tracing, which was beautiful. And now it runs at 120 frames a second. And oh my god, that game is amazing. Ken, truly amazing. You, you, if you walk through plants, they don't move. I don't give a shit. Who's watching the plants move? Oh, that's right, you Xbox fucks. You want to you pick out something of, of a top-tier game to complain about? Eat a dick. And I... So, this is not, like, to... Because I'm not... I'm not saying, like, oh, it should stay that way forever, but a lot of people, when they talk about Ratchet & Clank, seem to bring up the fact that, like, there's no mini-map. And I obviously have not played the game, so maybe it is bad now. But, like... That whole series has never had a mini-map. And it's just like, this is a complaint that should have been in the original game if that was such a big concern. While it's hard to find stuff, that's kind of... Like, if it's hidden, it's kind of the fucking point, isn't it? Well, I mean... (laughs) That's the reason why, like, all the Ratchet & Clank games eventually just give you a thing to show you the secret locations on the map. Yeah, and and that's here as well. And you can mark it, and it just puts a big, you know thing in the environment that you can run towards so it's not like it's hard yeah oh that's see that's even a thing that hasn't been done i don't think in the previous ones because you could just look at the map and kind of zoom around it but you couldn't make oh yeah you can you can mark so like when you when you i don't know if this happened early game but when i was going back through uh, like cleaning up the gold bolts and stuff like i could mark them on the map and it would put like a a number like meter distance to and i could just go there I don't, I don't get it. It's just it's been a thing that keeps coming up, and I'm like, I don't like. No, it's a really good game though, and I'm like, yeah, but that seems like a, such a a small thing to get hung up. Like if you were in an open world game, like a real big open world. Okay, yeah, I, I get why you'd want the mini map. If you're turning down streets and stuff, it's kind of hard when you don't necessarily ever build like landmarks in your head. Um. But yeah, it was just one of those weird things that I've heard about with that game multiple times. Like, I don't know, I feel like all the Ratchet and Clank games have been pretty solid, you know, outside of the spin-off ones. Yeah, I don't... All for one, everybody. I don't, I don't understand. I, okay, I do understand. Every now and then, because I'm a masochist, I'll look at, like, one of those grifter... PS PlayStation fanboy accounts, and I'm pretty sure they mention Xbox more than Xbox marketing does. So I get the Xbox guys trying to, you know, make this game not seem as good as it is because they can't play it. And I'm just like, y'all are just fucking stupid. Y'all should be, you know, looking forward to when you get a PS5 so you can play this game instead of trying to say the grass don't move. Because you're a fucking idiot. Anyway, uh, what else did I play? I think that's all the big stuff, maybe. Uh, trying to see if it's time for the indies. Is it time for? So I played that Space Jam game. Did y'all go get that because you had Game Pass? No, I don't have I any did not interest go get in Space it. Jam. Well, I mean, it's a 2D beat 'em up, and it's actually I... pretty good. Okay, well then maybe I'll play it. I was gonna say like this new Space Jam. I'm like, yes, yeah, I mean. Out of nostalgia and the fact that I like Looney Tunes, 
Dude, you I should like you should go if you the new one. if you have Game Pass, go get so you have to go to your perks because it's not out till the fifteenth. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so go to your perks. It'll give you a code to download the game, and it is a side-scrolling two D beat 'em up where you can play as Bugs Bunny, or LeBron James, or I think I mean, Lola fuck, Bunny. I I hate to say this because I don't know the man. Fuck LeBron James if Bugs Bunny is a choice that I can take. Yeah, I totally took Bugs Bunny. Absolutely. He even has a basketball that you can throw and then pick back up and throw it again. And if you forget to pick it up before you go to the next screen, Tweety Bird brings it to you. Nice. It's pretty rad. You should play this game. It's it's pretty fun. So this all reminds me of something, and it's something. Like else. Chaos in the Windy City. No, oh. a, 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 an actual good video game. Oh. Does anybody remember or played Looney Tunes B-Ball? No. Looney Tunes B-Ball. What was that on? Oh, it was on Super NES, and I played the living crap out of that game. So not only was it like NBA Jam, but you could also like have special abilities. Like you could turn the basketball into like a pie and throw it in somebody's face and stun them for a few seconds. That game was fucking awesome. Okay, I've got another game it's... to go play on my emulator after the show. Yeah, I'm. It even got like pretty good reviews. No, yeah, Looney Tunes Beeple is fuck. I've never heard of this game before. And it has not a either. soundtrack, too. Yeah, I've not I played, played this game. I, I thought that I had played every Looney Tunes game that existed on Super Nintendo. Nope. I've this, never this heard one. of this game. I was reminded that there was a Space Jam game on the PlayStation. Remember that? Yes, there was. That was yep. a bad video game. It was not a good video game at all. <laughs> uh, Alright, um... I'll run through the rest of these. I didn't get a chance to play a bunch of these indies this week because I was I was busy all day Friday and Saturday. But I did. I checked out Anna's Quest, which is a point and click adventure game. It's actually really good. It's um story of a little girl and her grandpa working on a farm, and then she gets kidnapped by a witch, and that's where the game starts. Is you have to figure out how to get away from this witch, and then you discover you have telekinetic powers. Is it horror themed? No, no, it's kind of like like the animation is kind of whimsical. It's um reminds me more of like a children's uh movie. Okay. Um but it's actually it's all voiced. It's really good though. Uh I I usually don't get into point and click adventure games, but I was intrigued by this one. Uh Arcan the Dog Adventure is essentially a 2D side scroller where you play Breakout. So each level is a wall of blocks with like these plant creatures shooting at you. You're a dog that can jump and you spin your little staff to knock the ball back at the blocks. It's a weird game. As I told Anthony, I I ran into Inception. The Rattalaika game this week was also an East Asia soft game. And it was called Mini Mina and Mickey. It is a two player like puzzle game. Not very good. Uh, Ender Lily's Quietus of the Night is a 2D, like, gothic action game where you're this little uh, princess girl who gets, like, possessed by this knight. Uh, And it reminds me a lot of, like, a 2D Souls game where you've got, like, a dodge and attacks. But the knight does all the attacking, like, through her. And like when she like the the thing about this game is like its art style is really good, and it, there's so much detail in like the backgrounds and such. And 
it's I don't know that it's as hard as a Dark Souls. I haven't played a ton of it, but it is very much like a here's a bench, sit down, rest, uh, recover. You know, enemies are going to do a lot of damage. You need to dodge away from enemies, kind of, kind of combat. Uh, I think that's about it. I did play Super Destronaut DX2, which is the other Rattalike game this week. It is basically like an arcade version of Galaga or Galaxian. It's it's fun. Um, when you mentioned resting on benches there, and uh, Souls like, oh, I've got to say it. Somebody make a homeless game where you play as a homeless man but you have to rest on benches and it's like Dark Souls. That'd be awesome. You're fighting You're fighting over scraps of food. Hell yeah, I'd play that game. Oh, I yeah. also did play Blaster Master Zero because it came out on Xbox this week and I love that game. That's a great game, but there's something that I recognized when I was playing it. Um, the music in the very first level that's a fucking Mega Man song. No, it's a remix of the original. Dude, Blaster listen Master. to that song. That is a Mega Man song. Well, it's a Mega Man like song. It's not even like. Like, little... like I started humming it, and I don't ever remember hearing it. Dude, it's from the original game. But it's it sounds like Mega Man. It's it's I'm it's just... the same beat. It's exactly the same cadence. Exactly the same harmony. Because I was playing, I was like, "Why do I know this song? Why do I know this song? Why?" Do I... I was like, "Oh my god, this is." This is fucking Mega Man. Ryan's never played Blaster Master Zero. I bet if he played this first level, he'd be like, is this Mega Man? Well, it's funny because one of the composers has worked on Mega Man 7. I mean, he basically controls C, control V, motherfucker. That song is exactly the same. It had the same... It's fucking same song. What? What robot master is it? I'd have to bring it. I'd have to play it again. I don't remember, but I I started singing it as soon as I heard it. I was like, oh, I know this song. And I started humming along to it. I was like, this fucking Mega Man. You you mean the first area? The first area. The very first area. Okay. Yeah. Go find that song. Yep. You listen to it and you'd be like, this Mega Man. All right. Uh, While he's doing that, let's let's talk about what's coming out this week. Another next-gen upgrade. A Plague Tale Innocence. So, I might actually go back and play that now. I've never played it. I played through the tutorial. That was it. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline. Uh, another expansion for Watch Dogs Legion. Crash Drive 3. Heart of the Woods. Oh, by the way, this is all next-gen stuff that I'm going through first. Uh, Indigo 7, Quest for Love. Uh, and Imagine Earth. See if there's anything specific to PS5. M. It's literally the. No. I mean, you're putting it's this. It's literally in... the Blaster Master theme. It, I, I don't know how you. It's not Mega Man. You're just remembering wrong. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this after the show. I'm busy right now. I, <laughs> it just It's so irritating to me that you just refuse to accept it. Dude, I know what I heard. I heard that you song heard... and I was like, I hear it. I know what I heard. I know what said. I heard. alright PS4, Xbox One we've got uh, a lot of the same stuff also the Silver Case 2425 the Sisters Party of the Year Uh, Sniper Elite VR Um, Beast 
was gonna say, I hope Sniper Elite VR allows you to like zoom in when Hitler's testicle, one testicle is blowing up. I was say, are you the bullet that goes into Hitler's testicle <laughs> in VR? Yeah, what if you VR. could? What if you could control the 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 bullet trajectory with the VR goggles? You are the bullet. Be the bullet. So you just have to automatically start looking down, so you can hit the testicles. Every yeah, time. you got to aim like your your head movement to 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 go. Sure. Well, I'm going to hit the, the bullet. Are you the bullet that enters Hitler's testicles? One hundred percent sounds like it would be a subtitle to one of the new Wolfenstein games. I mean, I'd play that game. Uh, Beasts of Maravilla Island, Blue Fire, Imagine Earth, Mythic Ocean, and Police Stories. Now on to the Nintendo Switch. We got Hope's Farm, Super Archer, My Little Fruit Juice Booth. What the <laughs> 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 uh, Rubik's Roller, uh, Ease Nine, Monstrum Knox, Blitzbreaker, Marbles Rush, Ruvato Original Complex, Aria Chronicle, Beauty Bounce, Boomerang X, Monument, My Might, Baiku, Hundreds of Melodies. Connect Bricks, Fantasy Cards, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, and Shopping Mall Parking Lot. Shopping Mall Parking Lot. What do you do in that game? You park. Maybe okay. it's a maybe it's a design sim. Maybe you gotta design a parking lot what, for a mall. What what is what console is this for? Switch. I figured as much, but I thought I'd double check. Yes. Um, also, it's weird that uh, so silver case twenty four twenty five. Mm-hmm. Don't buy that if you are unless you I guess want to, and because uh, the original, like you can get silver case and silver case twenty uh, fifth ward separately. And I don't know if that'd be cheaper. So just double check before you buy twenty four twenty five. Uh, do you want to know what your free games are for the month of July? Always. For both systems? Yes, I got both. Games with gold. We've got Planet Alpha and Rock of, Rock of Ages 3. Planet, Planet Alpha is the one I reviewed, wasn't it? Yes, that's the creepy it's dream. It's not very... Yeah. It, it was uh, not great, one of those. Like, eventually they just turn off the lights and you have to remember the platforming you did. And I went, yep, I'm done with this. This is pain in the ass so far. Didn't get any better. Uh, also, shopping mall parking lot. You drive cars in a shopping mall parking lot. That's it's not it. just a clever name. It is not just a clever name. It, it just, I was expecting I was expecting more like not just driving around in a parking lot, I guess. I hope it. Like I hope it has the sound be... effect of every car in a parking garage. Parking structure made of. <laughs> oh, your classic games with gold are Conquer Live and Reloaded, which is still a phenomenal game. 
Uh, in Midway Arcade Origins. Conquer, that version of Conquer still looks amazing. Yes, it does, especially with the 4K upgrade on on Xbox One X and Series X. Oof. Uh, Wombat will be excited about this month's PlayStation Plus titles. Uh, for PS5, you get a Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, for PS4, you get Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Woo. You should play Battlegrounds. It's, it's, Battlegrounds. it's pretty fun. I like that game a lot, actually. Alright. Uh, let's go. I actually took notes this week. I have news notes. True. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut has been announced. Yeah, this boy. is a PS5 upgrade. Another PS5 upgrade. There's already a patch for the, P- the PS4 version take advantage right. of the PS5, but this new version will add haptic feedback, a dual sense controls, and this one made me chuckle, faster loading. Yeah. I don't even understand how that's possible. Yeah, like, does it not even have, like, a loading screen? Does it just go? That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, there's also a new expansion, which includes a new area. So... This is confusing. Well, it wasn't confusing, but it's like hard to follow. So if you own the PS4 version, you can upgrade to the PS5 version for $10. If you want to upgrade to the PS5 version with the expansion, it is $30. If you want to get just the PS4 expansion, it's $20. Did I get all that right? Uh, I think I got all that right. Yeah, it's like... um, Yeah, it's like $20 to go from the... PS4 version to the PS4 director's cut uh, $30 to go from the PS4 version to the PS5 director's cut and then there's a there's a there's one too if you're going from the PS4 direct I think it's $10 from the PS4 director's cut to the PS5 director's cut something like that That sounds right to me. Okay. Cuz I can say there's a, there's one that's a $10 price point and that that sounds right. Yeah, so this will be a $70 game, PS5 native. My question is, is am I going to have to download it again? I would guess so. It seems that way. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. I just, I don't like this. I'm also assuming we're going to have to upload a save again. I would also guess that, yes. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Uh, developer Remedy has announced they're working on a four-player horde mode style control game. Wow, count me out. It's such a weird thing. I may, I mentioned this on Twitter. It's like Remedy becoming the new Platinum. Are they like announcing too many games before they finish any of the ones they're working on? Because they're still working on that Crossfire single-player game for Xbox. They're working on supposedly I... rumored Alan Wake 2 and Alan Wake Remastered. I, I'm Pretty sure, and I could be wrong, I think their part of Crossfire is done. Yeah, why isn't it out? The multiplayer's been done sure forever. The... No, I'm pretty sure this is a new multiplayer. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. That's how I was took it was. It was a multiplayer package with like a new multiplayer game with a single player campaign made by Remedy. All I can tell you is that everything Xbox touted last year, I haven't heard shit from since. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, it. Crossfire, where just, is it? The gunk, where is it? Scorn, where is it? Nobody knows. I. Regardless, uh, on this on this subject, like I, I don't want to play a four player co op game. Do we, do we not have enough of those? Do we not have enough of those? I mean, we're getting a whole bunch more. Uh, Rainbow I Six know. Quarantine, The Anna Crucis, Back for Blood, Control. The now. one, uh, the one that um, that you can play single player and also multiplayer from. Uh, the Bethesda studio there oh, that I can't remember. Redfall. Redfall. Like But Redfall's more Borderlands than it is. But 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 still it is a multiplayer shooter and it's just like I don't At least we can play it by ourselves. We can't play that, that is true. by ourselves. <laughs> I, I just like fuck. And look, there's a lot of I, Aliens. About don't it. forget about aliens coming out in oh, August. Yeah, and it's like I, listen, I, I I totally understand how you could fit something into the control universe that does this because there was clearly a lot of places that the lore could go. That being said, this is not really something Remedy does. They're usually single player games. Uh, oh, also- getting flashbacks to the um, Ninja Theory game that failed. Oh, yeah, Bleeding Edge. Yeah. Which that was trying to be Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of to piggyback off that, Doom Eternal developer uh, id Software has announced that the Invasion multiplayer mode has been canceled, but instead they're going to make a single-player horde mode. So. Sony... I, I never... Okay. I never understood. Sorry, I never understood the invasion. How the invasion mode was going to work well, anyways. That's always been a cool concept that nobody's ever really done well. Um, I, well, that's not true. The invasion concept in Dark Souls. Well, I'm uh, talking about versions, where they play the, first... the actual NPCs. Like, remember Perfect oh, Dark yeah. had that mode, and a couple other yeah. games had that mode. Um, the only the only person because yeah like Dark Souls you're right it isn't you're not playing an NPC it is very clearly who the bad guy very clear who the bad guy is um, the only game that's played with that well was the first Watch Dogs but even then it was like it told you someone had invaded yeah so it's yeah yeah it's a shame but uh, hey at least they're doing something to make up for it and I think a horde mode will satisfy a lot of people first party studio. Our first party game, Doom, for the Xbox brand. Such a weird thing for me to think about now. Uh, Sony purchased two studios this week. The first one made a whole hell of a lot of sense. Housemark. Um, those guys have been making PlayStation games for a long time. Uh, they just came off of Returnal. And now they're a first party studio. So I'm happy for them. They make really neat games. I will be happy to see them make even neater games with more money. So... Uh, the second studio was a, was a, uh, company, I think it's called Nexies. And this company has basically been doing Square Enix's PC ports for a very long time. What I found funny about this story, and the reason that Sony bought this studio is because obviously they're going to start putting more of their first party games on PC. That is clearly what this studio was bought for. But boy, watching the Sony fanboys try to spin it saying they were working on a brand new IP because that's what Sony do made me laugh. 
Like, if you look at what this studio has worked on for, like, the past, I don't know how many years, they're literally porting PC games. My assumption is that Sony bought this studio so that they didn't have to compete with Square Enix to get PC ports done. <laughs> so, it makes sense. Uh, the Dead Space um, thing that we talked about last week, uh, EA Play is this week, by the way. I think it starts this week. That is supposedly, we got some more information about that from um, Jeff Grubb, who said that that is going to basically be a re uh, remake. So they're rebooting the entire Dead Space franchise. So, and it's being made by EA Motive. Just what everybody wanted. I mean, people will just be happy to buy a new Dead Space. I know, it's just going back to the well again. Let's Suck some life out of it. We had a development in the uh, Hideo Kojima Xbox partnership. Apparently he has signed a letter of intent, which means they have moved to the next step in the process, which means there will be a Kojima game coming to Xbox. Please sign my petition to stop Kojima from working with Xbox. You've ruined the next part, which also means the Sony fanboys have made a petition to keep Hideo Kojima off of the Xbox platform. Did I ruin it? In all fantasy. <laughs> you know, my like, favorite sure. my favorite defense mechanism was them uh, now going, you know what, Death Stranding kind of sucks, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. You, I, got, you I, guys I, loved that game two weeks ago when he showed the new trailer for the director's cut. I like how you blame, you ruined it. Did I? I didn't shit their pants. They shit their pants. Oh right? my god. Fuck. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't understand this mentality of like your your little fucking forts of fucking consumerism. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh shit. Uh so here's an interesting story. Um so Microsoft is constantly, you know, having people on the back end test uh the structure of like Xbox Live, things like that. Uh, so, I don't know if you read this article, but it was the story about the guy who had, like, this fake credit card, and his job was to go on the Microsoft Store and basically just buy things to see if there were any loopholes. Um, obviously, it never sent him the the items, but he found a, a glitch in the back end that would allow him to use that credit card to buy legit 5x5 five five, uh, gift cards. So he ended up over the span of two years buying $10 million worth of gift cards, uh, turning it into Bitcoin, and then turning the Bitcoin back into cash, and had been buying things like houses and boats. And eventually he got caught, and now he's probably going to jail. I mean, he found a loophole. It sounds like he was doing his job really well. Except he wasn't reporting it. He found a loophole. That's all I heard. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. Whew. Yeah. Uh, Konami has announced that they are working with Bloober Team on an upcoming Silent Hill project. So, can I just say I don't really care for their games? Bloober? Yeah. I mean, they have some decent games. Yeah, that's just it, though. They're... Decent. Now, to be fair, everybody's like, "Oh, this this is gonna be a bad Silent Hill game." 
No, Silent Hill games at this point are bad. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people forget is like most Silent Hill games, like Silent Hill 1 and 2, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Origins was the where they have Pyramid Head in there for reasons. That's... Or was that Homecoming? Oh, hell, I don't, I don't know. There, well, there, the... There's one where. Sorry. Go ahead. Ken? I was just going to say the, 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 the US ones weren't bad. I liked Homecoming and Downpour, those were fine. They're, they're... Downpour is better than the other ones, but it's just like, you know, the quality uh, just wasn't there past two because everybody was gone after two. Yeah. Like, the studio that made those, like, the director was gone. Like, the animators were gone. I'm not saying three and four. I'm not saying any of the games are bad, but they they weren't... There's a reason why people talk about two, because really... It dropped off from there, and the first game it wasn't beloved, like you know, the same way Resident Evil was. Um, so, but Bloober Team, most of their games just aren't great. They are, they just aren't. And uh, people have brought up the fact that like the medium has some fucked up messaging in it. No, like not like oh, this is just some like uh, maybe we don't make victims the bad people sort of stuff and i'm like oh yeah that's a really bad story <laughs> um so it'll be interesting because there's two ways you can take silent hill and one of them is like complete um how to, uh, complete magic demon nonsense and the other one is psychological horror and where everything is in your mind sort of thing and i'm hoping that they go with the demons well, if they don't, maybe the other team that Konami signed with in Japan is also doing a Silent Hill project. We'll do. I there, didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, there are two teams. Uh, there's Bloober, and then there's a Japanese team, and I don't know the details behind the Japanese team yet. Has it been released at all, and you just don't remember? Or is it I haven't seen. I haven't seen any reporting oh, on okay. it at all. So. Okay. I just know. I just know that there are two agreements Konami signed: one with Bloober, one with the Japanese team, both on Silent Hill projects. Man, those pachinko machines! Hey, Konami also announced another new game this week. It's a brand new Contra. Remember the last brand new Contra? Shh, I'm not finished. <laughs> it's for your phone, baby. <laughs> That's there. It is. It'll actually probably play better than the one that came out. Oh yeah, that's uh, what the hell was that thing called? Rogue Core. Yeah, that game was woo. That game was bad. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, Nether Realm released a statement this week. They are done. No more DLC for Mortal Kombat 11. The entire team has moved on to their next project. Question is, what is it? Injustice 3? I mean, obviously. The rumored Marvel game? The rumored Marvel game, as we say, was probably brought up by people online. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's true. I mean, the the other question is, is will NetherRealm be under a different publisher by then? Because, you know, those WB companies are being sold. So... 
All I know is, if there are deals going on behind doors for the Mortal Kombat IP and a developer like NetherRealm, I bet there's a whole lot of zeros behind that first number. Because that, that IP makes a fucking mint. So. Y'all still watching Netflix on your Wii U or 3DS? Nope. No. Well, that's good, because you can't anymore. They're dead. Netflix no longer works on the Wii U or the 3DS. <laughs> I, I'm going to be straight up honest. I, I didn't even know it was available on the 3DS. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Um, I mean... You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to watch such a the, low resolution. I was going to say, you wouldn't want to watch the newest 4K video on that 240 pixel screen? Yeah. I did, but legitimately I didn't know. I, I knew, I know YouTube was available on the 3DS, although that might not be the case anymore, but I, I just didn't know there was a Netflix application or whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't either. Streets of Rage 4's first DLC has been dated July 15th. Mr. X Nightmare... And also, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I'm excited. I was going to say, you sound like you were disappointed. No. Okay. I just... I'm keeping it in. More more of the... It, Streets of Rage was like my favorite game last year. Okay. That's why I was confused. I was like, what's going on? Okay. But you get to play it free on Game Pass, so that's cool. It It was supposed to come out more like, yeah, but I started too low. Um, so the last story that I have on this list is, uh, the developer of Hypnospace Outlaw started a Twitter thread this week, uh, where he was basically saying, you know what, I don't give a fuck, I'm gonna burn a bridge. Um, and his statement was about how shitty Sony treats their indie developers if they don't like your game. And what came out of the story was that, um, basically if you put a game on the PlayStation Store, it's not hard to get a game on the PlayStation Store. But to get any kind of support is a pain in the ass. If you want it featured, you have to pay a fee, which, let's be fair, that's true across most of the teams. Um, And the fact that um, putting it on PlayStation doesn't really do that great for them. They they actually do their biggest uh, profit split from uh, Switch and Xbox because of Game Pass. What what developer is this? Hypnospace Outlaw, uh, which was a company that's under No More Robots. Uh, they'd put out a ton of indie games across multiple platforms. Any of them any good? Hypnospace Outlaw is really good. Oh, okay. Um, another game coming out of No More Robots was Descenders, the bicycle game. Okay. Um, but these guys pretty much put out a game like every few months uh, from different developers under the publisher No More Robots. The... So Tendershoot is the the main dev guy, I believe, because uh, he also did Dropsy. That was the previous game before Hypnospace Outlaw, which is like a point-and-click game where you play a horrific-looking clown, but the whole goal of it is to solve these puzzles to give people hugs. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, it's actually a very cute sort of game because there's like no dialogue really in it. Um, I don't know, because there's, like, under the devs, Radalika is listed, and I don't know how much Radalika has to do with that other than, like, porting. Um, but, yeah, like, both of the, both Hypnospace and, and that are, uh, in the Dropsy are, are good games, so it's not like they've made crap. Yeah, I think this story is more about how, and I'm going to be real honest up front, 
Sony is a business. We say this every single week, and it doesn't make business sense for them to spend a lot of time and resources into promoting indie games because indie games are not making them a ton of money. And truth be told, those games are still going to be on the PlayStation Store because why would you not be on the store of the console that has like so many fucking hundred million machines out there? So, yeah, it makes no sense for Sony to spend the money and resources into this if it doesn't make them a good return on investment. Yeah. It also, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just misinterpreting the comments, but it it also, uh, I got to imagine that the comment that we're not treated as well as other people because our games aren't as good, um, that's really pretty much you're going to run into that in any industry across anything. I mean, sure. Um, but I think... I mean, in the industry, the industry I work in, the the companies that put up the most uh, dollars are the ones that get the more preferential treatment. Yeah, absolutely. That's the reality. Yeah, I, I think... think Sony did this to themselves. Sure, absolutely. There's because still, there's I was no thinking about back when the PlayStation 4 came out, and of course the Sony rep comes in and puts their little console in, uh, for a while, they really had nothing to show that was theirs. Uh, Infamous, but that wasn't even a launch, uh, if I'm correct. Second Son wasn't a launch title. No, it was not a launch um, title. And all your launch stuff was kind of stuff that you could get on the PS3. So they want to show off the PS4, and, I mean, really, there was kind of nothing. So what they do? They relied on independent games that you couldn't really get anywhere else. So, you know, they were showing... Um, Rock boshers or or something like that on, um, on the screen, and there was a bunch of indie titles, which is kind of odd, but like that's what they were doing. They were just really like supporting indies at that time, and so they were kind of known as the 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 console that indie games would go to. And of course, at that time, they still had the Vita sort of active. They were still releasing stuff for it. Um. And just as they were became number one, like that stuff died off. So if you hadn't portrayed yourself as that, maybe the criticism wouldn't come, I guess. Yeah, like, I don't I mean, know if Sony was trying to be the good guy towards the end of the PS3 beginning of PS4 era because they were getting beat. Now they're not getting beat. So, I mean, the same could be said for Microsoft. If Microsoft wasn't getting beat so bad, would they really be as cool as they are right now? No, you're, probably not. You're, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to. But I think that the the difference. I think the difference is, and I, I, I guess not really because like Sony was doing that with developers, and then Microsoft's just doing that, but with customers trying to look like the good guys. So I guess there's really no difference. Never mind. I was going to say, like, the only person that really stays out of that is Nintendo. But they'll have their indie direct still. You know what I mean? Like, the... the I think part of it is just that I don't... Not that... I, I Part of it is I can't really speak because I don't have a PS5, right? But at the same time, like, the PS4 stopped showing indie stuff a while back. Yeah, so it's once like, they once know. they took the dominance, then it became not as important because their focus is. You can see their focus in the way they've assigned their leadership. Like if you remember the beginning of the PS4, it was Adam Boys and Shuhei Yoshida and people, you know, 
Jack Trenton and all these people who were really good, like, front-facing voices. Now Shuhei Yoshida's been kind of pushed to the back. Jim Ryan is out front, which, I mean, if you listen to any time that man speaks, he hates fucking video games. He just likes money. Um, that is the that is what Sony said. They're like, we're going to make these big first-party blockbuster games, and we don't give a shit about anything else. And that's what they're going for, and it's working for them, so why would they stop? It's, right, it's I was going to say, to be fair, that's the that was their approach last generation, and they dominated, so yeah. I, you can't necessarily blame them. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Again, I'm not like I'm not surprised by the the comments made. They weren't a revelation for me. No, I kind of knew that already because, like, hey, Spelunky too, everybody. Hey, that's a question in our in our tweet. Is it really? Yeah, because that's that's that was a big title that came out. Uh, Hotline Miami. Uh, those were Hotline Miami. I played Hotline Miami on my Vita. That is how I experienced that title. Uh, it was much better on PC, but still. Um, Fun fact, Hotline Miami off. just came to Xbox in the last six months. That's how long yeah. it took to make it to the Xbox platform. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if those devs even work on Hotline Miami. Like, that probably was a Devolver project to port that over if it took any work. Yeah. Um, but it just... It's just weird to think about where the PlayStation 4 started and the stuff I was playing on there and how even that I've migrated away from it. Like, you know, games, indie games don't generally go, we're launching on PC and PlayStation 4 anymore. It's PC and Switch. Yeah, PC. Switch is like the indie console dominant. And then most other indie developers who are getting kind of discussion right now are usually ones that drop into Game Pass, whether that be on PC or Xbox. Like, Switch is the dominant conversation for indie games now. And I want to just bring up one last thing, and not to bring back the subject from last week, but... um, And that is probably why Blue Box, the the conspiracy, is happening. Because Sony doesn't do that stuff anymore. So how is this independent studio all of a sudden making waves with uh, nothing really under their belt? Right? (laughs) So, like, there's this independent publish sony you don't do this anymore (laughs) like it makes it seem weird and again i don't think there's anything more to that story really but it's just it is interesting because that is a fact that definitely makes it weird so yeah it is it is a business world uh and you'll never hear anybody on this show deny that these companies are out to get your money which makes not be your friend. Which also makes these people that defend their little plastic boxes and their games even more hilarious, because you know yeah. you're just a fucking slave to consumerism, and it's just it's so yeah, hilarious to me. You. What's that? I said they don't give a shit about you. No, they don't give two fucks about they you. Get... That was that oh. was the drool. Remember this, but the grifter that we kind of behind the scenes reference all the time. Do you know why he was initially an Xbox person and then became a PlayStation person? Do you know why? I know why. <laughs> PlayStation give him free shit? Is that the person we're talking about? No. 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 Um, no. Go ahead, Drew. Tell this story because it's fucking hilarious. Um, he was upset that there was a game 
going to PC, I think. He, yeah, because like, it was supposed to be an Xbox in finger quotes exclusive. Yeah, an Xbox exclusive, but it also went to PC, and he said that's a load of crap. He also tweeted this to Phil Spencer, to which Phil Spencer replied to him saying, Dude, why are you upset that there is a game on PC? Everybody should be able to play our games. After that day, he decided he was going to be a PlayStation fan from now on, and now shit's on Xbox. Yeah, I mean, if you go to his Twitter feed, he mentions the word Xbox in almost every tweet that he puts out. Hilarious. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, I think the best, and I've said this before, the best comment I've ever seen is like, go say to your significant other what you're tweeting and see how they respond to you. Yeah. Go to your friends and family and tell them what you just tweeted and see how they look at you. Listen, I mean, the reality <laughs> is it doesn't matter if you're an Xbox uh, fanboy or a PlayStation fanboy. If you want to know how much either one of those companies gives a shit about you, pull out your wallet. And the length of that black strip on the back of your credit card, that's how much they give a shit about you. <laughs> the, only, the only numbers they want from you are your, are your CCB code. They don't care about anything else. You're a consumer in this model. That's it. That's what you are. My goodness. For the players, just, hashtag. Yeah. Well, we, can, we can laugh all day at that guy, but uh, he's got more listeners than we do. That's fine. I, I, don't, that's, that's, I don't want the listeners that he has, Drew. <laughs> I, I know, but at the same time, I'm just like, God... People people flock to negativity if we literally ran a show that shat on a console, like, specifically, and praised the other console and, like, basically ran damage control, we would be huge. You know that. You, you know it takes zero <laughs> effort to be that guy. If, we keep, if you keep eating uh, Taco Bell every day... You'll you will be huge. That's that's a bad comparison on this podcast. Well, Taco you Bell. might have actually Taco people Bell on this day. podcast that are eating Taco Bell every day. So, I mean, I I, I would eat Taco I, Bell. Every I day. feel like every time we wrap this podcast, Ken is talking about how he's got to go because his Taco Bell's here. That's what I mean. <laughs> Although let's let's talk about Anthony's miss in uh, from last week's show where Ryan was already gone. Do you know that Anthony had never had a Five Guys burger? Man, that's a real shame. I know. That's a real shame. Did you remedy that this week, Anthony? Pleading, what is it pleading the fifth? <laughs> you guys have five guys up there? Oh, yeah. He's got one was... like a block from his house or something. Oh, man, that's some bullshit. Not that right close, there. but it's 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 relatively close. I was actually near it today, and I was like, well... If I get it now, I'm going to have to eat on the podcast. So I was like, uh, I'll do it later. It's been a long time since I had five guys. After... So here's the deal. Let, let's, let, I'm going to be fair. Five guys burgers are great, but they are too expensive. See? That's exactly why I haven't gone. It's just like I stand there and I go, maybe I should. And I'm like, I just I can't. I can't. All right, we're gonna, are we going to have this conversation again? Because the last time I checked... The equivalent burger at McDonald's, and this is American prices, the equivalent burger at McDonald's is $7. The Five Guys burger, the Five Guys burger is like 8 or $9. I have never paid the price that at McDonald's for a burger. 
I mean, I'm not talking about a fucking piddly hamburger. No, yeah, well then, that's not what you get at Five Guys, okay? Well then, I don't think Five Guys is my thing. To be honest with you, like I said, Five Guys burgers are very good, but they are expensive. I mean, if you go get a double at Wendy's, it's going to be almost the equivalent price of a Five Guys burger, and it's going to be a thousand times shittier. Okay. I've got a local joint here that makes burgers just as good as Five Guys, and they don't charge you that much. What's the difference in price? And also, local joints don't count because we can't fucking get them everywhere. Well, that's true, but it's not that hard to make a Five Guy burger. Then how come I ain't making one every day, motherfucker? Well, you're just lazy. Shit, I make burgers all the time. They don't taste as good as Five Guys. (laughs) Five Guys burger is so fucking good. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that they are expensive. Eh, they're not that expensive. I think they are. In comparison, if I'm going to go spend, you know, that much on a burger, I, I would much rather pay the extra dollar or two dollars to get something that is not complete trash. I mean, maybe that's just me, but I'm just saying, I, w- I would pay for quality. Okay. Get what you pay for. Yeah, you get a fuckload of fries, Anthony. I will, I will not lie. We that, that that joke. So what happened last week is after I talked to Anthony about it, I ended up ordering five guys for lunch after the show last week. And I only have to order one fry for three people. This is true. This is true. They <laughs> give you a metric crap ton of I fries. I mean, potatoes are cheap, so I understand it. I mean, but you, you see, you've never had the five guys. So what they do at five guys, so imagine you get like the container of fries, right? You order like a, a size. You get that container, but then they also take a bucket and pour it on top in the back. That's like their Great. thing. It's still, it's, it's wonderful. All right, then. It is wonderful. It's, oh, man. You're making I'm not me denying any of this. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, Ryan, if you need a DoorDash code, I got one for you and get you some. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a, an affiliate code. If if somebody uses I it, I get ten dollars off. I don't know if they're going to be open today on America's birthday, but I'll oh. let you know if I run into that. Yeah, I'll send you my affiliate link. Make sure you sign up with the email address. Use my code. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh shit! No, I've ordered five guys. So I had it after the show last week, and then I ordered it again in the middle of the week. It was delicious. I ain't gonna lie. It is delicious. All right. Uh, I got an email here from Antonio who says, Hello, boys. I got the Platinum and Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart, and I might start Final Fantasy VII Remake. I tried the Scarlet Nexus demo and enjoyed it, especially the music, but I'll wait for a sale. On a food note, those 3D Doritos that they brought back suck. Chili cheese nacho is meh, and spicy ranch can go straight into the trash. Well, then. I've not I have tried not. I have not tried them. I have not either. They, to me, the the problem was that the actual chip didn't taste good either. You know, I, like I haven't tried them. Wrong. I'm willing to bet that the ranch ones are better than the nacho ones. Uh, eh, maybe the chili uh, cheese nacho, but not nacho cheese. I can almost guarantee you they probably do because the 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 chili cheese is awful. Like it didn't taste like normal Dorito cheese either. Let me ask you this question, Ryan. If you were to go to Taco Bell and get a Doritos Locos Taco, do you get the nacho cheese or do you get the the Cool Ranch? I, I don't cool ranch. get 
I don't get the Doritos Locos tacos because I prefer to have tacos that don't explode into a million shards when I take <laughs> one bite. Um, you know what? I can't say anything. I get soft tacos, so whatever. Yeah, I usually get soft tacos too, but if I'm getting crunchy tacos, I get the regular shells because the Doritos shells, man, are just like the most fragile things that have ever... They're more fragile than an Ikea bookshelf. Yeah, my son gets them all the time, and every time he sits down at the dinner table, it's just like... <clears throat> crumbles into a billion pieces. Yes. They do taste good, though. I ain't gonna lie. They do taste good. Uh, Mountain Dew also has a new flavor called Melon Dew, and it is also... Melon! Uh, <laughs> sorry. The pink one? Yeah, it's really good. Major Melon. He said it's also trash. No, it's not trash. It's good. I've never had a different flavor of Mountain Dew. I always just get the OG. Oh, man. You're missing Wait, out. What? Code Red is the best. You've never had like a Code Red before? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, I think man. I might have had a Code Red before, but I didn't think it was all that great. I mean, what's if you... the? Sorry, what's the blue one that's got like ginseng in it? I have no idea. I know Taco He's Bell has stuff. Taco Bell has the Baja Blasts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah well, you can get really that good. outside of uh, Taco Bell now. You can get it in, like, cans. Hmm. There's two different kinds of... No, there's three different kinds of Baja Blast now. Fancy. Mm-hmm. If I was going to rank the non-regular uh, Mountain Dew flavors, um, it goes Code Red is number one, and then Voltage... Uh, well, let me That's... let me back up. The old Game Fuel was number one, and then they got rid of it. That was the orange um, one. No, it was like reddish, like the original Game Fuel was that like had a Halo on it. Yeah, it was like okay. a reddish orange. Uh, that was it. Tasted like nerds, um, <laughs> which I guess is appropriate. Oh, it um, makes sense. <laughs> but. Uh, um, the so I would say of the ones that are available now, it would go Code Red, Voltage, Major Melon, Baja Blast, and then all the rest of the junk. There's now like two Baja Blast flavors. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Maybe yeah, just, that's what Drew um, was just saying. I've only ever had the one that's available at Mountain Dew or at they, uh, Taco Bell. They had Voltage. W- sorry, White Out wasn't that one of them? I remember yeah, White Out. I never tried it. Um, and they had Live Wire. I yeah, live wires. It's it's okay. Yeah, there was Supernova for a while, mm-hmm. which was that is it was, was strawberry with ginseng, strawberry mm-hmm. melon with ginseng, which is the it was the red version of Voltage. Voltage stuck around. Obviously, Supernova was didn't. <laughs> um, uh, there Voltage was is mid, midnight black oh, or something yeah, like that, that. That stuff was gross. That was grape, right? Yeah, something like that. It was that that stuff was like, I mean, you you only use that to clean like automotive parts or something. That stuff was gross. Motherfuckers, I just go and I get the one with Jiggle Billy well, on the, the box. The, the and then they had the they they had the the oh you like the cane sugar one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good shit. Come back. The um the one there was there was a really good one. Yeah, the, so they also have these fancier Mountain Dews, like this one, Energy which drinks. is actually pretty good. No. So they have this one, which is called Mountain Dew Green Label. Oh my god, that looks, that looks green so Green Apple Kiwi. 
Uh, and then they have a Mountain Dew white label as well. Is this shit like Johnny Walker now? What the hell? <laughs> which is, what's the, they have a black label, which is gross. It's dark berry, and it's not good. And they have white label, which is crafted tropical citrus, which is actually pretty good. What the hell is this fucking Mountain also- Dew? Also, the the voltage is actually fantastic. I really like voltage. Yeah, that one's really that. The voltage is the one that tastes the closest to the old game fuel that I've found so far. Oh, uh, okay. Because that's the one that I was trying to think of the with ginseng. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's got ginseng in it. Like, if you, you don't see it unless you look at like the label, which tells you it's like uh, blue or uh, blue raspberry citrus flavored with ginseng. So. Gotcha. And it's so, like like you taste it. If anybody's out there listening, it's like you don't taste the ginseng at all. So there's there's two things. Uh, the first one being they stopped making it. Uh, it was in the I say mid two thousands. They made a energy drink called MDX, which was Mountain oh, Dew yeah. Extreme. Yep, I remember MDX. I was working at a grocery store at the time, and we had a promotion deal where you could buy one of those for 50 cents. I didn't know what they were because they weren't in the conventional energy drink cans, which I was used to Red Bull at that point. So I bought like three of those and chugged them during my shift. Good Lord. I did not go to sleep until four o'clock that morning. <laughs> <laughs> That the, I have never been that jacked up before on Mountain Dew. I can't. I, I'll be real honest with you. I can barely drink it anymore. Like the older I I've gotten. Oh, no way can I drink a Mountain Dew now. I, I every time I do, like I'll, I'll every now and then I'll be like, man, I could really go for a Mountain. Usually when I'm having like a pizza or something, like I'll be like, I could do a Mountain Dew, and I'll get Mountain Dew, and I'll drink one or two glasses, and oh, no, oh. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I pretty much cut out most sodas. I rarely have one now. What I have become addicted to is, and this this is going to show my age, zero sugar, zero caffeine Canada Dries. I do like Canada Dry. Those are fantastic. They taste exactly like standard Canada Dry ginger ale, and I drink those like they're going out of style. Like they're going out of style. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you mentioned also, the, you mentioned the alcohol. I have to mention this because I actually had this before. There is a brand of vodka called Three Olives. <laughs> they make flavored vodka. They have one that's called Dude, and it tastes like Mountain Dew. Ugh! It is fucking disgusting. Um. So I f- found out the flavors that uh, I was trying to think of. Like, a, like yeah, there's new Bla- Baja Blast. No, one of them is called Baja Punch. Yes. And the other one is Baja Flash. And the Baja Punch, I'm assuming, tastes like Fruit Punch. Uh, I didn't try it. Um, and the other one has pictures <laughs> of um, pineapples. So I'm going to assume it tastes like pineapple. And if... It's anything like the pineapple crush. That probably sucks. Uh, you don't like the pineapple crush? No. I like the pineapple. Actually, I like the pineapple fago better. But honestly, go, the, motherfucking the, fago. The uh, peach crush. Peach crushes are fantastic. 
I don't think if I've it's... ever had peach crush. Oh, they're so good. I'm a big not I don't drink as much pop as I drink like iced tea. And I love uh Arizona iced tea and the peach Arizona iced tea is fucking amazing. But it's American only, so the convenience store near me just happens to get it and I buy probably all of their stuff. The best Arizona is the Arnold Palmer that they have. So there's different versions of that too. Um there's like a peach version of that. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it would be very good. I I uh I don't know. I I don't tend to like like peach tea if it's like bottled peach cuz the peach always tastes fake to me. Depends on the strength of the peach flavoring. If it overpowers on out. Yeah, it tastes like peach rings, like those little peach ring candies. Yeah, if it tastes like that. I right. like, but I don't want my iced tea. I don't no. understand how this has turned into the MTN podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do the do. I'm still not done with the email. Um, he says I'm going to make a homemade chicken pot pie for the first time, and I hope it turns out well. By the way, I'm typing this with my nose because the Ancient Gods DLC from Doom Eternal did more to my hands uh, than 20 years of jerking it ever did. Dude, I can't finish that that's Ancient Gods DLC. What's that? So that's a ringing endorsement. I can't finish it. So. I booted that back up this week with the the 4K Series X patch, and I'm in a part in that DLC where the combat arena is basically like these new enemies that you can only attack when they throw an attack, uh, surrounded by a possessed demon, a named demon, a bunch of minor demons, and it takes about 20 minutes to finish that, and if you die at any point in it, you start over, and all I do is keep dying in that. It's fucking hard. It's so fucking hard. That's just not my idea of a good time anymore. I yeah, I like I enjoyed a lot of that game, but this part has just kind of made me stop. Which is it's good that it's in the DLC and not in the main game because if I'd have never finished the main game, I'd have been disappointed. But yeah, it's been a pain in the ass. So thanks for that email. I will check to make sure there's not another email that came in while we were chatting about MTN do. Is that what it do? Uh, on the Twitter, Peter says, Hey, if it was up to you, what is the game that you secretly want the most? Uh, an NES fear game, please. I think he meant to say a new fear game, but he said NES. I mean, an NES fear game might be kind of cool, too. So if you could have any game, um, what would you want? He wants a new fear. Oh, man. I've got... A series of those. Uh, I would like a new Legacy of Kane. I would like a new Tenchu, and I would like a new Bushido Blade. Well, there you go. I mean, everybody knows uh, mine. I pulled the Summoning Circle a thousand times. Conquer, conquer, conquer. Two of Ryan's are like I'm down with completely, and the other one I don't have enough experience with the series to. What are the two you're down with? Um, Bushido Blade for sure. Uh, I've. I mean, I suck at that game, but it's fun. Um, Tenchu, I'm always down for new stealth stuff. Like, Aragami is kind of the closest we get to that. Um, but I don't have enough uh, history or, or time with Legacy of Cain. So I can't be like, yeah, new new Soul Reaver or whatever. 
but I, I totally mean, I take it. I hundred percent want a new Soul Reaver Legacy of Cain, but something. Give me something in that world. Yeah, Drew. Does it have to be an existing franchise? Are you going to say the Ninja no. Turtles game from Rocksteady again? You know that's what he's going to say. <laughs> of course I am. Because do, does not does everybody here knows that if they did that, that would be one of the best games that's ever been made. I don't know about that, man. They're they're doing a multiplayer game now. Let's see how that turns out. Yeah, well... <sighs> you can play it solo. I, it doesn't... It doesn't... You could play River City Girls solo, but clearly it's built to be played multiplayer, and that's my issue. It's like, is it being built to be single player or multiplayer, I first and foremost? It, even if it's being built to be multiplayer, the question really should be, is it building, Is it being built to be like Destiny, or is it being built to be just like a co-op game? Also a very good question. That seems to be the problem with Gotham Knights to me. Uh, yeah. Um, well, that's Gotham Knights isn't Rocksteady. That um, oh no, that's right. You're Suicide right. Squad. Sorry. That's what I'm thinking of. It's the Suicide Squad game. Well, I haven't seen enough about that to know whether it's going to be. Any I mean, all we've Knights seen is that I had my head. I mean, all we've seen is that CGI video, so nobody's really kind of seen the game. So I got a few. Um, a new Katamari would be nice. We haven't had one of those since the PS3, really. Um. A weird pull, but I would love a new pit, 3D Pitfall game because Pitfall Lost Expedition is a game like no one talks about for the PS2, GameCube, and Xbox, and it's fantastic. Um, I had another one on top of my head, but I just totally... Oh, um, nope, it's gone again. As I say, it wasn't Alan Wake. I thought it was Alan Wake, but it wasn't. That we might be getting another one of anyways, but... Um, War of the Monsters is one that I would definitely take. Another of Sony, please. Everybody always Thanks. goes for War of the Monsters, but you know what I thought was better, like play, gameplay wise, was uh, Goddamn. What? Godzilla destroy all monsters melee. Oh, yeah, uh, it is. It is, but the problem is, is that it is a better game. But I also am not going to ask for another Godzilla game because that seems to be a monkey's paw. <laughs> yeah, the Godzilla games mostly yeah. suck. But so then, but then there like, was that era on PS2 and Xbox where they were fucking rad. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I just don't want to ask for a Godzilla game because we get Godzilla PS4 out of it. You oh, know? that thing was so bad. I need to finish it so I can sell my copy for like two hundred and fifty dollars. I, I remember importing Godzilla Generations on the Dreamcast, and I was so disappointed in that game. Ugh. Godzilla games, why do you have to suck outside of that? Those those PS2, Xbox if, era games? It, if we want my unrealistic, like, super unrealistic, though, they'll never happen. I want that second Prey game. Oh, the Human promised. Head Mm-hmm. Because Human Head no longer exists. They are part of Bethesda. So take that shit that I'm sure you still have and finish it. And then we can have two Prey franchises going and you can link them later on. I don't give a crap. I just want that game. It looked... The ideas that were going into it looked amazing. Alright, his next tweet says, and this is what I was referring to earlier... 
wasn't Spelunky 2 supposed to come out on Xbox this year, and whatever happened to that collection of small games that the Spelunky developer wanted to put out? Yeah, UFO 50 really just disappeared. Um, the, I've, the last I knew about it, um, it was still in development and was supposed to come out, but like it still has a spot on Steam. And it, the release date just says working on it, so... As far as Spelunky coming to Xbox, yeah. I don't I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I'm assuming that Spelunky was a big enough it, it must have been one of the ones Sony liked, so they probably they probably put a ring on it for a few months. Well, it was uh they were it was supposed to come to Switch um like it came into PS4 in 2020. It's 2021. It's the Spunky and Spunky Two are coming to Switch this year, so I don't know. It just, I feel like it, there's no way it did well enough on on PS4. No, I can't imagine. Like the first game did well on PS4. The first game got really popular because of Xbox Live Arcade, if you remember. Yep. Wasn't that just Spelunker? No, it was Spelunky. Is it Spelunky? Did I have that wrong? I thought that was. Uh... No, Spelunky and, was huge on it. It was one of the Summer of Arcade games, and it got massive publicity, and it got super popular, and people loved that game. And then it was never came back oh, to shit. Xbox. They didn't even port the first one to the Xbox One. They just let the back compat version sit. So, oh man, I was clearly it was I was still. A lot of people forget indie games got real huge around Xbox Live Arcade. Remember Braid. Fucking Undertow, Spelunky. I mean, there were a ton of uh, Xbox Live Arcade games that really put indie developers on the map. I mean, Fez. Fez uh, is another one, yeah. Meat Boy. Yeah, Super Meat Boy. And then what's funny is all these games, most of them have not come back to Xbox, which is kind of hilarious. I must have fallen for the marketing for Spelunky. I legitimately thought Spelunky came out on PlayStation first. Yeah, I seeing that it came out in 2012 for 360 and then PS3 and Vita on 2013 mm-hmm. which is maybe when I got it I I think uh, it was probably it was 2014 it was a PlayStation Plus game well um, then which I bought it where you got it no I, then I definitely I, I I still have access to it and I don't have plus anymore so I definitely oh, okay. bought it probably so then I probably bought it for the Vita in like 2013 yeah, that's Xbox. how I had it on my Vita was PlayStation Plus. Yeah, Xbox Xbox Live Arcade was was fucking huge, and ID at Xbox is cool, but man, they have never captured that lightning in a bottle from Xbox Live Arcade since. Uh, David huh. said, "Oh, go ahead." No, that was it. I just I stuff I didn't realize. That's all. Yeah. Uh, David says, "Happy Fourth, Happy Fourth to you too, sir." Uh, Mookie says, "Happy." ID America, I finally gave Ask Creed another chance and went as far as uh, from Syndicate. Your thoughts, Wombat? Huh? My thoughts on what? On Syndicate? I guess Syndicate. Uh, really good. I mean, um, it's it's the um, it's the uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of where I would put it in terms of the old style games, but I, I can say it's it's one of the best of the old style games, uh, for sure. 
Um, yeah, the, the main characters were great. Uh, it's got maybe the best villain in the franchise. Um, so, yeah, really, really like Syndicate a lot. Uh, I like the base being on a train, too, by the way, and the train slowly circles the uh, the city. That was, I thought, neat. Says, I feel good after convincing another friend to play Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, and then he says, I think I have an interesting analysis of the transformation of the Assassin's Creed series and would love to hear Ryan and Ken thoughts. I I think we've done that like a billion times, right? Thoughts just on the transition of the series? Yeah, from like the old style to the new style. We've talked about that yeah. a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's the, 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 the new style was basically the... Um, outgrowth of uh the fact that they had you know they had done the old style on a yearly basis for a long time they had crammed way too many icons and things to do and stuff like that it was just time for the series to change like um it started um the 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 um it it was at a point where they needed to change not just the actual style of the gameplay, but I think it was a smart idea for them to be more historical in their focus. And, you know, with the, the new generation, they were able to, you know, do more open world stuff, which, you know, everybody was doing at the time. So I, that it was just kind of a natural the natural progression um once you started cramming as many different things as they did into the cities and and trying to make the environments um bigger and more open it was just kind of natural that you would i mean the the first assassin's creed has open world pieces to it you you ride a horse from one city to the next um they just on the technology couldn't do what they can do now so it it was I think always the natural evolution of the series. I would be interested to hear what his analysis is. Yeah, I don't have it. <laughs> so if you want to send it to us next week in an email, you do that. Uh, that's it for the tweets and for the emails. Um, I don't have anything else. Does anybody else have anything else? Or we? I do not. Drew, I was kind of curious. I saw your reply to my tweet last night. What did you think of that movie? I think it was okay. Um, Man, I thought it was kind of bad. Only I couldn't figure that movie out. Like because I, they I saw really people, pushed. Yeah, raving about it, but I just it felt like a standard slasher. But on top of that, so we're talking about Fear Street, nineteen ninety four. 1994, um, they're releasing a movie every week, and there's going to be three of them. And it's based on R.L. Stein books, so Which I is, was thinking it was going to uh, be more kid-friendly. Yeah, I was like, is that the Goosebumps person? It is. Um, Fear Street came out after the Goosebumps series kind of ended, and it was geared more toward teenagers. So I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more darker than Goosebumps. And then all of a sudden, people were just getting stabbed in the neck and... and like fountains F-bombs. of blood, man. It's... It gets rough toward the end there. Um, 
but I couldn't figure out totally what it was because you could definitely tell that they wanted to recreate a lot of things. It felt a little stranger thing things because of just the kids. Then it also felt a lot like American Horror Story because they really tried to push the nostalgia stuff. I mean, there was literally like 10 to 15. Ryan, you would have been like making check boxes of songs um, from the 90s. Like, what is that? Like Radiohead, Bush, Rob Zombie, fucking the uh, garbage. I just it, uh, nine inch nails. Nine inch nails is in the intro. It's just like good, and this is all within like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. That that was when I, I was like, oh yeah, let's watch Fear Street, and we started playing it, and legit closer by Nine Inch Nails comes on, and I'm like, is this a kids movie? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I, I'm listening for I want to fuck you like an animal, but. <laughs> It didn't ever pop up. This thing started happening, but I was like, that's closer. Uh, is this a kid's movie? No, that, and, that um, movie is definitely not kid. I mean, it's rated R. Yeah, within, within two minutes of that happening, somebody is getting brutally murdered, and I'm just like, okay. So I couldn't figure out the tone, because aside from the licensed soundtrack, the the standard soundtrack did not match the rest of the movie. No, like it the, felt weird and and out of it, place. It felt almost like a like a it was an orchestral thing, almost like Jaws or something like that. But it didn't feel like the tone of this movie. This tone, the, this movie seemed like it should have almost like an electronic soundtrack. Yeah, I, and it was it was weird. Like I, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's supernatural, um, and they're obviously tying the other two movies together, but. I did. I mean, I, my problem with it was that I didn't care. Like I didn't get like attached to any of the characters. Like I didn't care. And the the main motivation of the movie, the the witch, like I I didn't feel like they really explained that well enough for me to care about that character either. It's weird because that 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 movie felt like that it was slow as a, as a snail's crawl. And then all of a sudden, blazing fast. And I was just like, whoa, like, we're moving along right away. And then all of a sudden, now we're going to be staying here for the next 15 minutes. I'm like, wow, okay. I don't know. We, me and my wife watched it. She said that she's, she's like, eh. That's how she was. I was like, what do you think? (laughs) I think the biggest question next is like, are you going to watch the other two? Yes. I mean, we're invested at this point. I guess. I, I don't know. I tried to watch that, and I couldn't get into it. And then, like, I saw... What was funny to me was that I saw all these people, like, ranting and raving about Fear Street. Like, it was one of the best things they'd ever seen. And then I watched it, and I'm like, eh, no? No. And then I saw people no. shit all over the Tomorrow War, and I went and watched that, and I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. I, I don't even know what that is. It's on Amazon Prime. It's basically a movie with Chris Pratt about um, aliens invade the Earth in 30 years, and the people from 30 years in the future come back and recruit civilians to go into the future to fight the aliens because they're going to lose. And it's just couldn't you just prepare the people since you went back in time? But they didn't know how to beat them. Like it's 
they explain it in the movie, and that's why people have problems with it. Is like the timeline is is literally like there are two spots, and they're constantly moving forward, so we can't transport you to different times. Like, and people like got hung up on that. They're like, "What?" It was like, "Dude, it's a time travel movie. Shit ain't real. How do you know how it works?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't care. It was it was it was Chris Pratt shooting these really cool looking fucking aliens, and I'm like, "This is a cool movie," and I enjoyed it. And it's got fucking jacked J.K. Simmons in it. So let me ask you this, and I'll suggest this to anybody out there. If you're looking for a, a really good horror movie that a lot of people didn't talk about, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. What the hell's that on? Uh, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there now, but that's a crazy one. <laughs> At this point, we treat streaming services like channels. Like, what channel is that on? Yeah. Yeah. What times it come on? <laughs> what, what what channel that be on? Do I have? Do I pay the ten dollars a month for that one? Right. <laughs> yeah the the autopsy of Jane Doe. My wife hated it because it was creepy and and gory, but that was that was legit. Have that you guys watched the one. Have you guys watched the Purge movies? I've watched the first two, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I mean, the, the, yeah, they kind of just. I'm I'm invested, unfortunately. Somebody just uh, gifted them to me on iTunes because they wanted me to watch them. So I watched all four of them, and I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing. And I guess there's a new one that just came out. Forever Purge. The Forever Purge, and I'm just like, okay. So my the, thought the, the was... Pur- the Purge forever now. I like the first one. I thought the second one was kind of meh. It was. Uh, the third one I enjoyed more, and then the fourth that was the one, one with the vice president. The she was running for president. Okay, running for president. That's right. Yeah, uh, and then the fourth one I actually think was my second favorite. I still think the first one's the best because it was just like a simple idea. Yeah, and that's what they should have left it at. Yeah, horror should always be a simple. Or I guess those are movies are kind of horror. Like yeah. simple ideas work. Yeah. I guess it's adjacent to, but like, it's like uh, Drew and I have talked about um, uh, paranormal activity. Yeah, first one's okay. Like it's good. It's a good movie, but it's it's, like, it's, it's very good. it's very slow. Yes. The second movie is fantastic. Yes. And then stop watching. Yes. <laughs> the third one is okay. And the fourth one is terabad. It is so bad. I'm going to give you one to watch if you have the service. I believe it's Paramount Plus. I do not have that. Okay. Uh, there's a movie called Area 51. It's from the guy that did Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. But it's about this group of kids that sneak into Area 51. All right. I watched it last week. And legitimately, like the last ten minutes of that movie, by me shit my pants. So, you remember the fourth kind? Yeah, that movie is creepy until you realize it wasn't because the whole cell was that it was real, right? It's it's the same way with the the Blair Blair Witch Witch Project. Yeah, like after I knew it wasn't real, I was just kind of like, eh. Sure, but the Blair Witch Project. I don't care what anybody says. I know it was the birth of found footage or whatever, but. That first movie is fucking creepy. It is creepy. Well, that first movie is creepy because... You never actors, see us chasing them. Well, that is always a good thing, and I will talk about that in a second. But, like, they were actually scaring the actors. Yes. They weren't just 
asking the actors to be scared. They would, they were like, no, we are like, you are agreeing to this, but at times we are just going to do shit to you. But they didn't tell them that they would just do the shit to them. So like the actors are responding correctly to the events that are occurring. They just know that they're filming a movie still, but they don't know if that's actually the directors or whatever you want to call them or not. Right. But showing monsters is absolutely a way for me to go, oh, this isn't scary at all. Yeah. Yeah. Or this isn't interesting. Like, uh, the best example of that, and this is not a horror movie at all, but it's a science fiction movie. Uh, uh, it's called Oblivion. Stars Tom Cruise. I've I feel seen, like no one watched I've seen it. That movie, yeah. That movie is great, in my opinion. It's a very interesting movie. That the one with and Morgan sh- Freeman. Yes, That's and then they show Morgan you the. Freeman, by the way, sorry. Yes, but I knew what you were trying for. Um, at the end of the movie, they show you what the alien is, and it is so lackluster. You go, I wish you hadn't shown me that. You know the only movie and that so- pulled that off was Signs. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're you're actually right. That is the only time where it's like you show it to me and like, yep, that is. I'm good. I should, wish I hadn't. Oh seen god, that yeah. Like I creepy. still have nightmares about that fucking scene of the reflection and the goddamn yeah, underneath the door. The door is terrifying. The roof of the barn. Come on, god man. Damn, man. <laughs> oh, the the oh the knife under the door is the one that's stuck in my mind forever. That whole movie is just I I I don't think you were there with us, Ryan. Uh, when it was me, Brian, Tracy, all we went to see that movie. I I basically screamed in the theater. <laughs> that movie still scares the piss out of me to this day. It's one of my favorite okay. movies, but I can't watch it. Here, here's the thing: I, I feel like people give M. Night Shyamalan a lot of shit when he actually made some pretty damn good movies. I love a lot the of his problem movies. Problem was not that he made some good movies. It's the problem is I don't know when it happened exactly. I want to say The Village, but I can't recall what order the movies came out. Unbreakable. Oh wow! Okay, this is good. The ending kind of sucks, but like whatever. Ah, you know, dude, he did are, you, it. are you kidding me? Unbreakable's his best fucking movie. Ah, well, the ending is his best movie. The... No. Yes. Yeah, the, the ending isn't it just text? Un- Unbreakable. Unbreakable was really good, but at the very end, when he said, "They call me Mr. Glass," I legitimately laughed out loud. It was supposed to be a comic book thing. I didn't know what it was, but it was still. I All still I remember is is being like, because I watched that. Oh shit, two thousand. Yeah, I was young. Because I watched that not too far after release. Um, yeah, I just remember being disappointed at the end. I don't know why I think it was text. I, I don't want to spoil anything, just, but it, y'all know it, that's yeah. not the only movie, right? Hold yes. on. Okay. I, okay. Uh, then signs, signs again. The door sequences forever swing away. Ah, that signs is probably my favorite movie from him. Yeah, it's and mine. then the village, which is like. Fine. I actually thought the village was pretty good. The village was fine, but the problem is, it, at that point, everybody knew what his shtick was. Yeah. So you weren't surprised when you when you got the reveal. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that uh, to me it's like every I feel like everybody's given that movie too much shit because it's not bad. But then he did like shit like Lady in the Water which oh my fucking god. 
Apparently, his child helped him write that movie. I didn't hate yeah, that, movie, that movie, but it seems I like it was it. written by a child. Man, I didn't yeah. hate it, but I didn't love it. It's it's it's, but it's like he started to like really sniff his own farts around that time. They and made Avatar. Like, oh no! Hey, you he forgot made the about, last Airbender. Uh, you no, you forgot. You also forgot about the happening. The happening. Oh, oh, oh the God, Marky the Mark movie. Oh, it's like yeah. Uh, you just started to keep doing the same shit, and it was like it was, went beyond shtick. It was like, no, this is how screenwriting is done. And you're like, oh fucking, I want to gouge my eyeballs out. These are bad movies. And then yeah, the last Airbender, which is just one of the worst fucking movies. Yeah, sorry, ever I didn't made. mean Avatar. Did I say Avatar? The last. Yeah, Airbender. I mean it's based yeah. off of the. It's it, well, it's just called the Last Airbender. The last I'm pretty Airbender. sure because oh, do you Avatar know, the movie. You know what other? You know what other pile of shit he made? The one with the old folks in the house. Which no, was like, I like the visit. Leave the visit alone. The visit. Uh, the visit was like. Oh, maybe he can still do good movies, and now the, he's doing that stupid Shoreline one, and I went, oh no, he can't. No. Sorry, which one? The After Earth. Did he make that, that was movie? Yeah. Yes. That was him. That was him. How do, how do you put M. Night Shyamalan, which is a director I like, and Will Smith, an actor who I really like, and you make a bad I movie? T- <laughs> well, I can tell you why. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan makes really bad movies at times and Will Smith will change scripts a lot when he's involved with them. And I don't think his son's a good actor. So No, he's not that that causes problems. Um the visit was okay. I like the visit. It was it was I I mean I again he had the twist. Uh he produced that terrible devil movie. Devil was the one I was gonna bring up. I saw that in theaters and I was like It just didn't running... it just didn't do anything, you know? Yeah. The, the 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 big twist was something that you didn't think could happen. Yeah. Have you has um, anybody seen his show? He's got a show. There's a show? Uh on Apple TV it's called Servant. No. Yeah, I've been no. watching. I watched the first season and like the first three episodes of the second season. It's actually pretty good. Is it well, like suspenseful? You know, it's stuff? very suspenseful. It's very you know creepy. What? I wonder. I wonder if that's a better place for him because then he doesn't have to do his twist in the same part where I've watched the build up. Right? Like, yeah, a television show would have a twist at some point, but maybe it doesn't come. It wouldn't come right away, right? So it's like I don't expect in the next hour to find out what's actually going on. Uh, Glass and Split. Split's fine. Split was a really good movie with an OMG at the end of it, which, by the way, I never had spoiled. Yeah, same here. I had had it spoiled. The problem with Split now is is that once once you know the twist of it, you don't really need to watch that movie. I don't know. Glass. I like the movie though. Mm. It's a. It's How a. Did you feel about glass? A, glass is. Mm. Glass is a bad movie. Did not glass watch is, glass. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I guess it's an okay so. movie, but it's not a good end to that. No. Especially how it. Especially how it ends. It's so yeah. fucking bad. Oh, I was so disappointed with the way it ended. I was like, really? That's how you're gonna do it? The. Ugh. It was also clearly done cheap. Um, yeah. The the new movie he has coming out where people age quickly on the beach. 
I mean, that's enough for me to go. It's Shyamalan. There's some weird shit going on. I'll watch it. It looks bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. It's Shyamalan and some oh. weird shit's happening. I'll give it a shot. I like a good twist, but like boy, sometimes it's just like, this is a bad twist. <laughs> I, t- I tell you, if, you, if you've got HBO Max, my wife and I just finished watching The Undoing. The hell is that? That's that's a legit. It's a mini series with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Okay, that doesn't sound good right at the beginning. Okay, it's it's legit. Mystery good. here. I'm just gonna quickly read the little thing that it says on uh, Google. The Undoing is a 2020 American mystery psychological thriller television miniseries based on the tw- uh, 2014 novel You Should Have Known. That tells me that's nothing. it. Yep. Yeah, well, it's a it's a psychological thriller. It's just weird that it's American and both the main stars are not. It's, but it says uh, a modern twist to a classical whodunit tale. Yeah, that that show does a great job of making you guess, trying to figure out who the hell killed this person. And everybody gets pointed at one point or another in that show. Okay. It was to a point where my wife would pause it every like 10 seconds and say, no, nah, no, nah, he did it. No, no, no. She did it. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I got, I got a theory. <laughs> we did that throughout the entire series. All right, I will, I will give it a shot. I need to finish up some. We should. Speaking of finishing up, we should probably finish up the show. The, the, yeah, the Mountain Dew off the rails. <laughs> the Mountain Dew M Night Shyamalan podcast is now officially over. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter uh, at M4G Podcast, you want to send us some emails. Podcast at ztgd.com. Follow us on Twitter, Drew. Are you back? You're back at DMO Fury. Yes, I am. Uh, I am at ZTGD. Ryan is at Wombat RP. Anthony is a complacent robot. You can also check out Phoenix Down. Uh, Assassin's Creed is over. Yakuza Two is next. Yep. So go check those out. Uh, and I believe that's it for the week. Y'all go watch some M Night Shyamalan. What a twist! Alrighty, and it goes something like this. <laughs>